This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studio in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit shoptalkpodcaststudio.com. Pink suits with hats to match. Big crocodiles and Cadillacs. You looking for the fattest sacks. This is where it's at. Windows tinted. Seats for lyric line. Keep the hands on the burner. Because niggas know that it's money on the Yo, what up, though? It's your man, Jay Johnson, a.k.a. the tinfoil hat titan, a.k.a. the conspiracy realist, a.k.a. the technology snob, Steve Jobs Jr., don't text him with your green bubbles, a.k.a. I only debate my equals, everybody else I teach, also known as Juice, because all the hoes say, J.U. Ice, young Caesar, because you know you can't roam without me, Mr. If You Don't Like Me, fight me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark because they couldn't find another animal just like me. AKA the West Side T'Challa, the new leader of Wakanda. Don't debate me, debate your mama. I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up? What up, though? Uh, I don't know if it's a new intro, but you know, it's, it's some changes made. It's your man, Dame. Three underscores, three one three. I dropped a wild on them. Uh, it's your boy, High Chief Dame. Don't fuck around. The liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador, your mama's favorite Dame, and the David Ruffin of the Shop Talk podcast. Because you know who the fuck they came to see. Not you, Otis. It's no better than these four letters. Thank God for Dame. And if you're speaking on Dame, you better say it nice. And if you don't put the boss in front, then bitch, you're not saying it right. Damn, I did forget the, you know, I, I'm still the pride of PA and the West Side landlord. I, I yeah, forgot yeah, that. Yeah. I was so, so enormed on, yeah. on, on <laughs> dropping the wild tube. But, uh, yeah, it's time for some changes around this place. Yeah, we'll get into that. Yo, yeah. welcome back. Shop Talk Podcast. Technically, episode 161. The 161? Count, I mean, 261. Oh, I said we, we that far <laughs> off? No, 261. Y'all haven't heard 260 yet, but we recorded it on Sunday, and that's going to be dropping next week. So, But we are on uh, episode uh, 161. I mean, what? 261. What? Shit. <laughs> you know, uh, earlier this week, I we, tw- we, can, we can't skip the, skip the count. Like, we, we next are, week's episode is going to be whatever number it is. This week's episode is 161. We already did a whole episode. 261, 261, 261. I was starting to drop that shit midweek, but, you know, we already recorded. It's already done. We, I want a lot to the people. All right. You know they, what I'm saying? It's not a lie if they don't know. That sounds like All right. That sounds like a lie. Sorry, baby. You didn't know. It wasn't a lie. You didn't know. I don't I don't never want to come up with that excuse. So look, and and I got a I got a slight gripe with you. Just a a slight one. Yeah. You know, we do have an official sponsor. Yeah. Now the podcast. Siempre Tequila is the official Tequila tequila. Shop Talk Podcast Studio. That's an old bottle though. It is a it is an old bottle. Yeah. But the thing is, like I know I'm like I'm not trying to get drunk, but I'm just saying I'm not like, giving you no liquor though. Just just a taste. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just you know, just a celebratory I, I get it, but we about to damn near do we about to do a kidney drive for you. How, <laughs> much, how the fuck I'm gonna give you some liquor? I'm we just saying like a, a like a shot. Not you know not saying? not like a you know Hey man, listen. Just a celebration. You and a whole you a whole adult, right? And you can do whatever you want to do. If there was ever a time of 
pour your own troubles, it's definitely going to be that because I am not contributing to giving you any kind of. I, I just thought as, a, you know, like what's drinking by yourself? Like we just have like a celebratory. I drink by myself. OK, I just, <laughs> so, so, I just don't feel the spirit. Uh, I, I don't I don't feel moved by the spirit. Right you know what now. I'm saying? Uh, but uh, we do got a, a a special guest in the building. Uh, friend of the show. Friend, yeah. Well, technically, we this is our third podcast together, but this is the first time he's been on our podcast. We've yeah, been guests on his podcast yeah, two yeah. different times. Introduce yourself, my brother. Uh, yo, what's going on, everybody? This is uh, Mr. Span of the Span Report podcast, man. I didn't put that that announced that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you gotta that do it. The professional voice. You gotta do it, man. Like, man, it's, it's, a, it's a pleasure to finally have you in our house, man. Hey, man, it's it's a, it's a pleasure to be fucking with y'all, man. Real talk, I told y'all from 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 gate when I first started listening to y'all, like I can fuck with these dudes, man, and uh, I appreciate what y'all do for Detroit podcasting. Yeah, like yeah, man, real talk, just like providing the space and everything. Not only with just the show that y'all do, but the the space that y'all provide for. Uh, you know, Detroit podcasters trying to get their voices heard, man. So I always like from jump. I always thought y'all was some, y'all were important to the work and important to the space. Man, man, thank you, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. And it's funny that you mentioned <clears throat> that. Um, and I'm glad we got you on uh, today because uh, May is Urban Podcast Month, and you are part of the Urban Podcast Month community. Yeah. I mean, the Urban Podcast community here. Um, so we appreciate that, and we gonna uh, all all month we gonna just be shouting out different. Um, and highlighting other urban podcasts. Um, but it's also because this week, four years ago, Shop Talk Podcast Studio became into existence. It was like May 5th, uh, four years ago. So uh, Cinco de Mayo. Man, y'all need them air horns right now. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> other, uh, he, he ain't programmed the sounds in. I got a whole bunch horns. of different <laughs> sounds, you know what I'm saying? But they on the other, they on the uh, the, the, the roadcaster yeah. over there. But like, it's been four years, you know what I'm saying? And, it doesn't feel like it. And it I goes for, by fast, man. I forgot that it was like a thing this week, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, I was having a conversation with somebody. I was looking through my you know, Apple will tell you like, yo, this this day last year and give you like a, a whole thing. I'm like, oh shit, they showed me holding the keys in here. I'm like, oh shit, it's been four years. Yeah, man, that shit goes fast. I've been podcasting 10. That's a long fucking yeah. time. And it don't seem that long, but it goes by quick, man. I, I never forget the conversation. I remember you called me. You was like, look, I'm thinking about moving to another space. I was like, all right, well, I figured like we was going to chop it up and talk about it. And then the next call, he was like, look, man, I signed a lease. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the rent was like four times as much as the other one. I was like, Jay, I don't. And he step up every year. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I, I don't know. And he was like, nah, man, I already did it. Like, it's, it's, it's going to work. It's going to work. And it's working. Shit is working. It's work. It's work. Yeah. We ain't never miss rent. Like historically, uh, <clears throat> regardless of what what it may appear, I'm very calculated, and I don't just take like random wild risk. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Uh, and it sometimes that hasn't worked well for me because you miss out on opportunities because mm-hmm. you should have just pulled the damn trigger. And mm-hmm. like, damn, you know, look back and like, man, we're gonna miss this. And I, I made it a, a point like not to do that. And if it didn't work out, I, it'll be a hell of a story. Yeah. But at least <laughs> I, you could say you tried it, you know? I hate the the what ifs. Yeah. I'd rather have, hey, remember that one time we fucked the bag? I'd rather swing for the fences and miss than, you know, not even step up to the bat. But, I mean, you you pulled the trigger, it's worked, and four years later, we we still yeah. we still here. Um, I'm going to come back to you. I got a question about Urban Podcast, and you've been in the game for 10 years. I got a question with that. Okay. Um, but, Dame, uh, 
how was your week, my brother? I know it, was, it seems like a very transformative week for you. You did know, you man. Eat? I'm sorry. Did you eat? Did I eat? Yeah. <laughs> do I look? Do I look like? No, man. I, I heard the last show. That's what I'm saying. Oh uh, no, I, I'm cool with it. I'm cool. I'm cool on that area. You know, I had a friend of mine. She blessed me with with her orange visa. So the the house is in abundance uh, of groceries right now. Ah, I get it. I get yeah, it. The bridge card. I got so it. The, the houses. I was like, what's the orange fee? I, I was like, what? I was picking up what he was putting down. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got it. I, so context I mean, clues. You know? <laughs> so, I mean, I'm I'm good there. So, no late night Coney runs, so that, which probably isn't the best thing for me to be doing anyway. Yeah. But there won't be any late night Coney runs this evening. But but I'm definitely going to Berkeley Coney when we leave out of here. I got to holler at you about something before we leave up out of here, too. Not off air, yeah, but yeah. I need to holler at you about something. But... This week, man, you know, these last couple of weeks with the I'm I've been going through some real personal shit with with my life, you know, and things have not been going the way that I want them to go. A lot of things have changed, you know, because of me. Yeah. But, you know, I didn't want them to to kind of move how they move them. But such is life. I made the decisions that I made. I did the things that I did and I can only account for my part in things. Right. You know, should I've done some, some shit differently? Absolutely. But we here now and all I can do is regroup and move forward at this point. But I'm a spiritual person. I'm a religious person. I talk to the Lord constantly all day, every day. Cause if you've been listening to the show, you know, I've gone through quite a bit since we started yeah. this podcast mm. five years ago with just a lot of things personally, health wise, you know, my family, I've gone through a litany of things. And, you know, and I always feel like if God wasn't in my corner and watching out for me, you know, a lesser man probably wouldn't be sitting in this seat right now. Right. You know, I, I, I joke with my friends about it, but I got this hand, this tattoo on my hand and it says God's favorite. And the joke or... Not necessarily the joke, but my reasoning behind this, because one of my favorite books in the Bible is the book of Job and just the story of like how God tested Job and took things from him, but he never wavered in his faith. Mm -hmm. And like he, God shined on him like God, Job was one of God's favorites. Mm -hmm. And I always looked at it like God done put me through a lot for whatever reason. I'm sure there's a testimony at the end of this, where, wherever the end looks like, you know, I'm, I'm sure I'm just in the, this is probably just the middle of my story. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm only 39. God willing, I got, you know, a lot of years left of me. So this is just the, the crux of the story right now. But I feel like something, something to the sentiment of Job, like even though the Lord has put me through a lot, you know, I understand that he's also pulled me out of everything that I've had to go through. And I, I talk about it a lot here on the show. So I try not to waver in my faith. Yeah. So saying that to say, you know, I, I had to like really step back and examine certain things that was going on in my life. And not that I'm perfect by any means. Like I've been a dirtbag ass nigga for a long time in my life. But when I look at it and just like what I want moving forward, you know, I don't live the wild shit, but I'm tired. <laughs> you yeah. know, I'm I'm tired as hell. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I would I would like something better for my life, something better for my children. I want to get married again. Like I really desire to have a wife again. Now, you know that that may 
rub some ladies the wrong way that I've not treated in that in that vein like I wanted them to be my wife. But yeah. I do desire that again. And my thing is like, look, all jokes aside, don't know. Don't no grown ass woman want no wild ass husband. Like they just pl- just plain and simple. Like they they don't. And like and I see how like the shit affects my children. Like when they meet people and be like, oh, your dad, you like they don't <laughs> like I I just wanna what's done is done. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I want bigger and better and different things for my life. And the name change, it might be something small, but like, you know, it I don't need the hook. I don't like I'm I'm Dame. That's that's who I am. That's always who I'm going to be. You know, the Dame Gone Wild was a part of my life. It's a part of my story. I can't change it. But moving forward, it's time to to want new and better things. I want new and better for us here at the studio, for me and my partner. Like, I want things to look different for us moving forward. And you don't get different unless you do different. You Same silly-ass shit, you're going to get the same silly-ass results. So I just felt like it was time for something different. Like, it literally... So just to be continue to be transparent for like the last month, I wake up every day between the hours of three and four thirty after four thirty. I can go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. But between three and four thirty, I'm up now. I used to just watch TV and just, you know, let the sleep come back to me. But like I really started getting like like praying because I felt like this was a, there was a reason why every day I was kind of jolted up at the same time. It's not like something is going on in the house or somebody breaking in, like just organically. Yeah. I wind up up at this time. And I just felt like through my prayer and through talking and, you know, when I wake up now, I kind of pray, I write down my thoughts. I might meditate a little bit and just the name changed. Like I felt like it just came to me and, you know, if it came to me, I might as well listen and be obedient to it and, you know, continue to move forward with things and see see what arises with it. Ain't no hurting and people know who I am. Yeah. Like if you know me, you everybody call me Dame. Like if you know me, this is this is who I am. So, you know, that's 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 all it was. I don't want to make it seem like it was bigger than, you know, something than what it was, but I felt like it was just time. But yeah. you know what though, brother? Like, um, when you make that conscious decision to make that change for you and you are convicted in that, certain things just gonna start falling into place for you. Certain people that like are that won't, you know, dame going wild, they gonna fall off. The people that are really there to support and love and protect for you, them gonna be the ones who kind of like gravitate towards you. You're gonna start meeting newer people that gravitate towards you and they gravitating towards that positive energy. So it's all about like that conscious decision mm-hmm. to like, man, I, I just want something different. And, and that's it, man. I want some, I want some different. I want some better. Certain things I want to be restored. Certain things I don't even want to have. I don't want shit to do with no more. Cause I'm yeah. just, I'm just off of that. And, and I'm not saying like, you know, I'm just going to come in here and just be a change man tomorrow. I ain't trying to step into nobody pool yeah. pit or nothing like yeah. that, but I'm just ready. It's a process. Di- yeah. I'm just ready for some different things, man. And we here. Man, it's, as a one, I want to commend you on that because that's a giant step. Um, and I mean, it should be celebrated. Um, cause that's what, that's what we should want for each other, for yeah. everyone to, to, to be them, their, their best selves. Uh, we kind of talked on this topic before, but we haven't ever did the whole episode and we will. 
but it's kind of like um we kind of talk about spelling and names and the power that that has and the even the word spelling when you spell a word like that means something Mm -hmm. so if it's damn going wild damn going wild Mm -hmm. we've been saying that every you know that has a power over us you know what i'm saying but when you take that away now i'm gonna change this yeah, you got another moniker, damn go mild. Remember, <laughs> uh, <that's> what, <laughs> so you could go damn go mild. I, I've, uh, I've had a couple mild uh, incidents, um, but uh, yeah, man, I, I I'm I fully support it, man. I think that's dope, man. I think that's, that's uh, I mean, that's just growth, man. I yeah, think that's dope. So it's just time. Yeah, is uh, thank God for Dame available? No, it wasn't. Oh, it wasn't. Yeah, man, we got a whole bunch of different sayings and different things on here that I. I need to invest some money. So I was just looking at, them. I was just trying to figure out a few different things, but I wanted the continuity. I yeah. didn't want somebody to be like, it was one thing over here yeah, and then something yeah. else up over there. Yeah. So. And then when people looking for you online, they going to type Dame first because they yeah. just type in Dame going on and you, st- you still pop up. Yeah. So. so it just makes it easier. Yeah. Shout out to you, my brother. I appreciate so. it. I appreciate it. Um, Span, how was your week, my brother? Oh man. My week was tiresome. Mm. Yo, I work outside physically and I got like tendinitis in this damn elbow and that shit burns. It hurts. They call that shit tennis elbow. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember when I hear, I used to hear that shit on T like they got tennis. Oh, what the fuck is a tennis elbow? Man, that shit gets weak where like you can't lift and like your grip isn't as strong yeah. as it normally would be. My brother I, used to go through that. A lot of plant workers go through that when yeah. they be, if you, you got to stick your arm somewhere and yeah. do a voop, 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 like yeah. your arm is, listen. Like our bodies, though they, I think your body was like, generally speaking, not literally, like made to to, to live forever. Like it heals itself. Mm-hmm. It's only so many movements your body gonna do. It's only so yeah. many times your body gonna digest food, beat, and we gotta like. So you didn't you didn't <laughs> match out. It's funny that you mentioned that because my heart doctor was like, "Look, it's only so many times this bitch gonna pump." Yes, and yeah. then it's gonna stop. And like, for, depending on what foods we eat or the, the the activity we do, like we be working it too hard, and yeah. like it's only so much time your body can't give out. You know yeah, what I'm saying? yeah, that's why I was like, it's time for a vacation. Like, so you 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 actually like work outside in the field? I work outside in the field. I'm oh, all man. I'm all year Essential long. Worker. All year long, I'm in everybody's house. <laughs> I'm in everybody's house, man. I'm in everybody's store. I know the Coney Islands, they got the health code violations. Oh, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you got to let me, you got to hit me. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No. We, need a, we need a whole <laughs> list. But, but here's the thing, though. And this is something that I, I think it, it, it holds true for me. I don't know about nobody else. But I, I actually think that the, like, the best Coney Islands are the ones that tend to look like they got the, like, the health code yeah. violations. Them the best ones. Like guess they, what? A lot of niggas, y'all kitchens got health code violations. <laughs> <laughs> that, y'all, that y'all make y'all food in every day. Man. <laughs> you not passing the health code. Man, I'm <laughs> like, man, they, they fucking chili fries is off the chain in there. You know they ain't changed the fucking pot in forever. But. <laughs> that's the same chili that's, that's been around the, that real since oh, I was 19. That's where the flavor comes from. That ain't number seasoning. ain't number yeah, seasoning. that's where the flavor comes from. Uh, you know, I ain't had no, no actual chili fries. That shit... Over ten years, dog. What? Over ten years, dog. Wow. Because then I I stopped eating meat for the most part, and I stopped eating pork for sure, for sure. And like that shit, always got like a medley of a bunch of. You shit. Never know. Yeah, you never know. Um. So yeah. I've I've had I went to um uh, the vegan coney and yeah. got their chili fries, which they do a really fucking good job. But like 
El George's chili fries and shit. Like I, I haven't had that shit in so long. Now the vegan joint, uh, from chili mustard and onion CMO, fucking excellent. Like that's the best replacement that you can. Like you won't eat this shit to be like, man, fuck this. Yeah, it, it's it's really good. Okay, I'm, for all the out of towners though, I'm gonna just let y'all know right now. National, nah. Uh, yeah, that's what I mean. National. Uh, what's the other Lafayette. one? Lafayette. La- Lafayette. American and Lafayette. American and Lafayette is the two. They okay. They, they okay. I'm talking about the chain fucking Coney Islands, man. National yeah. Kirby, Leo's. Kirby's, Leo's is the fucking worst. They are terrible. Yeah, don't, yeah all, all Coney's are not made equal. It's not like a yeah. Waffle House type of thing. I had to tell that to one of my partners from Chicago, man. He came up here, and he was, you know, I love Chicago, man. That's where I'm from. That's home and everything. But he, you know, Chicago folks shit on the food here in Detroit. Mm. And uh, he was like, man, I went, to, I was in Detroit, man. And y'all took, they took me to some place called a Coney Island, man. I got some shrimp fried rice from Coney Island. Like, nigga, stop. Oh, whoa, whoa. Oh, that's that's, that's right. where you messed up. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know a Too Coney. much dip on your chip. <laughs> I don't know a Coney Island where you can get shrimp fried rice. I'm like, nigga, you lying. Uh, he said he was over somewhere east, though. So I'm like, well, maybe that was a problem. But uh, yeah. Oh, brother, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Now, you got too much dip on your chip. Yeah, no. <laughs> like what? I'm not getting shrimp fried rice from the county. This like. man said he got shrimp fried rice, but because he's from Chicago, he don't know no better. I'm like, that's not what you get at no goddamn no, Coney no. It was so funny. Is Detroit really do got a lot of good places to eat? Um, yeah, that are not necessarily not like your five star downtown restaurant. Like no, in the neighborhood, like absolutely, oh, this is good fucking food. Yeah, you know what but, I'm saying. And you got some good chefs. Uh, chopped on uh, six mile. Yeah. Uh, come on, man. But when you you mentioned that Chicago is like one of my favorite places for food. Like, yeah, I love to eat when I go to Chicago. Oh, like uh, Chicago and New Orleans for me. Like I, New Orleans, New Orleans is one, and Chicago is like. 1A. I was supposed to go to NL last year, but then, you know, the pandemic hit. I've yeah. never been, but I always hear everybody oh talks God. Everybody talks so good about New Orleans. Oh I gotta go. I do want to fuck with their food, but, like, I don't eat seafood, and I just, I feel like that's what everybody go down there and eat. Get like, some fried chicken, get you some good beignets. You, the beignets are good. Now, if you fucking with the chicken, I fuck with Willie's. It's a spot on, uh, it's a spot on bourbon called Willie's Chicken. Nigga, I thought Popeye's was good. So let me ask, man, because you from the shy town. You from the the uh, you watch the shy? Yeah. All right. That's that's not what that wasn't my question, but I, that shit just popped up. Um, when niggas from out of town hear about Detroit, they hear about uh, Lafayette and and American Coney Island. That's like the Detroit Wars, like. But that's not mm-hmm. what we. That's not a real Coney. I always hear about Harold's. Mm-hmm. Is that like the real good food or is that the commercialized good food? No, I fucks with Harold's. That's like one of the first places I go when I go home. All right. Like I go to Harold's. Now, this is other Do you have a specific number that you go to? Ah, I don't know. Like there's one that's like, because generally speaking, when I go home to Chicago, I try to go to my grandmother's house first. So like if I'm getting off of 94, which is Dan Ryan, when you get to Chicago, get off 94, make that left. There's a Harold's chicken right off the freeway. I'll stop there. You niggas got McDonald's on the freeway, by the way. Yes. <laughs> the wildest shit I've ever seen. Yes. Like, what? Yeah, but I'll stop at that one. I don't know what number that one is, but I'll stop at that Harold's there. As a nut, like, they all so, numbered? Yeah, yeah, there's so many Harold's on yeah. the south side of Chicago, bro. Like, so it's like, I'm going to Harold number 27, or how do, how do they refer I mean, that's, that's, that's how I they mean, are. They number just they, like they that. They number the Harold's, but like, generally speaking, like, you go to the Harold's that's closest to you, you know, more often than not. But, um, 
I can't tell you what what the number is, but I can tell only, you only that reason is right off ninety four. Yeah, only reason I know that because like when my homeboy moved to Chicago, like there was like he go to Harold's Chicken number, let's say yeah. twenty seven. Yeah, but like you said, it's like the one in his hood. But like yeah. when we traveled through Chicago, I saw all of them had like different numbers. But yeah. that's just be just like a. There's the Nikki D's on Six Mile and then the Nikki D's on fucking Livernoise. It's I like think the numbering is pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Cause not if you like, yo, Nikki D number two, and if that's the one on Eight Mile and Evergreen, like I think maybe the numbering thing is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. And so like with the chicken though in Chicago, so like sort of like how they got American and National here for like the Coney Island or whatever. Yeah. In Chicago is Harold's Chicken and Uncle Remus Chicken. Okay. Uncle Remus is like a West Side joint. I've had it a couple times. Personally, I fucks with Harold's more. But you got some West Siders that'll swear by the Uncle Remus. Okay. And really, it's the sauce, man. I get get like the mild sauce. You, get, I never forget, man. I went home to Chicago one time, and this one guy he ordered, uh, I think he ordered like a two piece dark with like lemon pepper on it. And I'm look, I'm thinking to myself like, what kind of self respecting Chicago nigga orders Harold's chicken and don't get the mild sauce? You know what I'm saying? Like he ordered lemon pepper, and then I was like trying to figure out, like, yo, when did lemon pepper really become a thing? Like, when did that shit happen? I don't know, man. Because it seems like it happened all when, of a sudden when Captain J's popped up. <laughs> when Captain I want to take it back to Fish up. Express. Maybe like over on uh, there's that spot on uh, Grand River. Yeah, yeah. Like I remember when they first opened up, they used to get these big ass fucking uh, like chicken nuggets. They called them chicken nuggets. They were just like chicken balls about this big. Fish Express put lemon pepper on it. You have right. to tell them you don't want I don't want it. it. They the, put it on everything. The first place I got lemon pepper or referred to it as crack uh, was up at Michigan State um, mm. on East Lansing. There's a place that everybody up there just refers to it as crack chicken. Okay. And like it's just like when you go in there, there's pictures of you know Snoop and there. Anybody who goes to Michigan State to do a concert or whatever, they go, it's just crack chicken. Right. And I realized that the crack was the lemon pepper. Right. Um, and this is like anybody who's go to state, we got a, a large state uh, listenership. Um, the crack chicken is lemon pepper. Okay. Um, back here, the only place I, the place I remember is uh, JJ's on eight mile evergreen uh, or J and J's, which is funny. Cause that's a Chicago spot. Word. Yeah. That originated in Chicago. That's dope. Um, and they, you know, put that lemon pepper on that. Shit. Once Captain J started popping up everywhere. Yeah. It was like, that's, that's the way you get your chicken. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I do still Captain J's shit is good. Like the crisp on the chicken is good and then the uh the, the lemon pepper is cool. But it's like it's a, like when you tell somebody, yo, this chicken is really fire, but it's a chain spot. They try to like like a chain spot don't be hot, but yeah. like the best barbecue wings in the city, hands down. You swear by those I've never had oh, the barbecue J's? wings. Captain J's, the barbecue wing dings, not the whole okay. wings. Barbecue wing dings, honey barbecue wing dings. I can't front. Like, I I don't think I've had better. Mm. You swear by them wings. I ain't never tried them. You should try uh, the, the the chicken wings from uh, Fresh Fish House. Where is that? There's a spot um, on 8 Mile. There's a spot on 8 Mile. I want to say like two blocks west of Wyoming. Okay. They got another one on Telegraph and Joy Road. Is that the one where they had a fish in the tanks there at the? No. Telegraph okay. and Joy Road? Yeah, like right before you get to Joy Road, if you come in from like north, yeah. you head it south, it's in like a little strip mall. It's like an Aldi's right there. Yeah, I know exactly. It's a J, uh, oh, yeah, I know what you're Jimmy talking Jimmy John's yeah. right there. Like, yo, they chicken wings. I'm going to fuck with it. Mm. I'm going to fuck with I it. I fucks with them. Yeah. What kind of, fr- I mean, like, so 
the we about to have a whole conversation <laughs> about chicken and shit, right? But like, you need like, to know. You need to know. I really do. So like, some people fried chicken, they be fried hard, so to speak, and some of them have like a, a softer uh, batter on there. How how is theirs? Theirs is like. They don't fry them hard, but there's a nice, like you was talking about how with the, with Captain J's with the crisp on yeah. the chicken, is a real nice, and it's seasoned well. Okay. And I don't, ain't no lemon pepper on it. Yeah. They got salt and pepper in it, but it ain't no lemon pepper. They don't douse your shit in lemon pepper. Yeah. That's what, they, like, I'm like, this some is my shit, shit uh, right here. Some, um, like, every time I eat chicken, I don't want lemon pepper every single time. Yeah. Sometimes you want some, and sometimes I want something different. Yeah. Uh, if they put it on there, you, it's because you asked for it yeah. over at Fresh Fish House. I mean, Nicola's got some really good barbecue wings. Yeah, I ain't been to Nicola's in forever, bro. They food is like Flintstone food. They, they give you a lot of food. <laughs> I ain't been there in so long, Like man. I'm like, no, take some of this back. This plate is too big. I've never <laughs> been to a place where they give you that much fucking yeah. food. Like, where'd you find this wing from? Like, this is like a like an elbow. This wing got tendonitis. In this one. <laughs> and I just said I, I just said I wasn't gonna eat out tonight, but now see, <laughs> well that they gonna be closed. By they the gonna time be closed. Now. I know. It's the COVID, man. That's yeah. why everything closed early. Man, I hate that shit. Yeah. I hate that shit. I like if you don't plan lying. your evening early, yeah, yeah, I want them to stop lying though about COVID. No, stop lying about closing early because of COVID. Like, open up, nigga. Y'all not in that bitch cleaning. Like, <laughs> I get it. Before, they was like, yo, we got to do spend some time cleaning. Yeah. The niggas is not cleaning. Yeah, they just closing early. Best Bob was closing at like 7 o'clock for a yeah. long. I'm like, nigga, why are y'all closing at 7 o'clock? I just got off of work. No. I just got off like, of work. What? The fucked up thing be like when you Google the shit, right? Because everybody goes Oh, man, don't, 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 don't. You Google it and, and they say they open till open. nine. You roll up at eight. Open you roll up now. at eight o'clock. This motherfucker is lights deserted. The green light is on. Open now. Right. Like, all right. Oh, cool. they real busy. They, they busy right now. Like nigga, busy being closed. Like, <laughs> <laughs> busy driving home, nigga. Shit. Shit. Places that was open twenty four hours, like not even the Sonic open twenty four hours Man, no more. There's nothing. You, if you don't get into Myers, finally went back to like midnight. You know what I'm saying? Or eleven p.m. midnight. I'm like the Southfield joint, like two o'clock in the morning. That's my spot. I used to always go to the Southfield Meyer in the middle of the night because yeah. yeah. I could just pick up what I want, wouldn't have no no issues, just that, in and out. That's how I got food in the pandemic. Yeah. Like when that shit first kicked off, I would just wait. Now it'll be boxes everywhere, mm-hmm. and it wasn't like a whole bunch, but like I had a better chance of getting my shit when it was three o'clock in the morning because niggas was at home. Still. At home, yeah, they they stopped all that, and I got all the canned goods. Still. <laughs> <laughs> we went, we didn't know how this was gonna roll. We just thought yeah, we gonna be eating out of cans. Look, right. we, we still don't know how it's gonna roll. Like, cause when we think when we think it's over, like it's. The COVID is now transforming and mutating into something different. But we yeah. know we know the grocery store not closing though. Oh no, yeah, yeah. Because before that. we thought like, yo, the grocery store gonna close and yeah. we're not gonna get nothing to eat. Do, do you remember like <laughs> it's funny, like now that we're a year into the pandemic, we can reflect back on the like last year, but like, do you remember like you would you would wake up and like if you 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 an essential worker, so you out yeah. you gotta get out in the house every day. Like the roads, it was just it was it like was the clear. end of the world. Like Nigga, nobody was, was outside. Oh Gas was like ninety nine cent. Dude, like you could just go anywhere. I just, I just liked the fact that there wasn't nobody on the streets, man. What's the Will Smith movie? Uh, I am uh, Legend. I am Legend. Yeah, yeah, it was like the last days. Was, like I would literally wake up and like go to the gas station. And like you wouldn't see people. Yeah. Like nobody was outside. Nobody was asking for change. Nobody's gonna pump your gas. Like it was just dead. Yeah. I'm shit. My job sat us down for a good month and a half. I mean, they paid us to stay home, but like 
all right, so now I ain't getting no overtime. You know, motherfuckers like, man, what, what about my overtime? No, you know, I ain't getting no bonus. Fuck. So you get a guy sweating over that shit. But yo, man, I actually like enjoyed that month and a half off the job. My body recovered so much, man. Look, man, when I when my father passed, I didn't work for like nine months, mm. and that was like the best nine months of my life. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I had unemployment, I had a little insurance money coming in, so I wasn't hurting. Yeah. But like 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 that, just to be able to get up, I would get up, take the kids to school, come back home, take a nap. I got a couple of hours till I gotta pick them up. Yeah. And like that would just be like my routine like every day. You mm-hmm. know, I pick my babies up, make some dinner. But like giving your body that time to recharge Man. and refresh, like I ain't only reason I went back to work because I was running out of money. Like yeah. I could have did that for <laughs> like if this is what retirement or the other side looks like, yeah. I was ready for it. Man, that's um so when the pandemic ha- pandemic happened, um my job was essential. And so we didn't stop. Mm. You know, so I had to go to work in the office every day. But this building for the studio closed down. Mm-hmm. And when they closed the studio down, I couldn't have, you know, guests in here. Like I got a chance to kind of like relax. You don't, you you don't, you don't never realize like how much you work on yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, if you work a day job and then you come in here every day, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it was like, I actually got a chance to like rest and reset. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Unfortunately, it was because, <laughs> it was because of a, a fucking pandemic and a fucking walking dead virus outside, yeah. but it actually helped man. And that rest is like, and that shit is key. Well, one of the things, uh, you know, one of the things about this pandemic, I think, you know, we got to acknowledge our wins from this pandemic. Yeah. Uh, one of the wins was like people found out that their jobs was full of shit when they told them they couldn't do this stuff. From Fuck the yeah. Fuck you know yeah. And it's going to be hard as hell for these people to tell you, you can't do this shit from home when you've been doing this shit from the career for a year. You First of all, I don't like, you're going to have to negotiate to get me back into yeah. the office. Cause like, I don't, I don't need to never see y'all faces. Yeah. With Zoom and I got this computer at the house, yeah. like man, one of the wins I got was I left my job during the pandemic mm. uh, because the CEO was he was an asshole. Mm-hmm. He found out what his true beliefs was because he had he was CEO for twenty years mm-hmm. at this place of employment, and he got word vomit one day um, when the when the pandemic first came got off, and he was like, "Yo, this not y- y'all overreacting, blah blah blah." Yeah, started dropping some Trump shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Liking Trump pictures and shit. You can like whoever you like, but yeah. like we started seeing what what time it was and then somebody in the organization gets sick and I was like, now what? And like he had sent the email out to the entire company and everybody read this shit like, yo, we don't really like the tone of this. Yeah. And like a lot of people left and he was also one of these people who would not let people go home and because you can 100 percent do that job from home and we've always wa- i always wanted that mm-hmm. even the leaders they gave us laptops wouldn't let us work from home I'm like nigga why'd you give me this fucking laptop right. if you won't let me work from home like uh so i, I ended up leaving because like i don't like you no more right. <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> I don't like this job no more uh and like i i wanted to i really really did want to work from home like yeah. i don't know how to own this shit gonna be and I, I would be, I would feel safer if I could just get the fuck away from people for for a hot minute. But you know, you 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 make a good point. The pandemic did open up people's eyes. So like, I don't have to deal with this shit. Yeah. Like, like not not only do, don't I have to go in the office and you know risk my health, but like, 
Nah, like unemployment was like literally taking care oh, of yeah. people. Like I don't, and I don't I'm, have to. I'm not mad at that. Like I'm not mad. Like I see it all. The, like I see this. This is like kind of what bothers me with the whole unemployment thing, right? Is the people that I know got more than the people that are on unemployment complaining about what the unemployment, you know, what people are getting on unemployment? Yeah, it's like, bro, how you mad? Like, you how you mad that somebody that has less than you still has less than you is getting something? And I'm okay with that because the one of the reasons that we got into this issue anyway is because we told everybody to stay home, but didn't give them an opportunity to right. still survive. Right. If you would have just kicked out the dough up front and be like, okay, everybody stay home for the month. Yeah. And the, the best thing that would have been able to do is all jobs for the next six weeks, continue to pay all your people paychecks. Yeah. And we'll give the jobs the money. So now I don't got to worry about a direct payment to anybody else. Mm. Anybody who wasn't working anyway, still like you wouldn't get no check anyway right. over these next six weeks or whatever. I think that would have been help. Or even if they didn't give the companies like the cash directly, or you can write all this stuff off and we'll give you a tax credit for these six weeks yeah. where you had to get people jobs, um, have them pay their paychecks without actually working. Everybody would have stayed the fuck home yeah. if they could. Everybody couldn't do that. Yeah. Like what you mean? Stay home? Nah. They they shut this building down, but they they didn't stop the rent. Right. Yeah. They really they one hundred percent. And I didn't pay that first month because I just wanted to see. Yeah. And they emailed me like uh, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, it's eleventh. But where's where, <laughs> where's the money? Where's the rent? The, like the landlord wants to know where the right. Where the rent. And the office letter manager lady, like, she didn't want to take responsibility. The landlord wants to know, right. <laughs> like, oh, I thought y'all was, you know. It's a moratorium on evictions, <laughs> goddammit. Like, yeah. Y'all can't kick us out. Uh, like, I thought y'all was, like, you know. <laughs> I shit. thought they would just add the rent to the back end. You know what I'm saying? I, like, I thought that's what they were doing. No, not here. Oh, okay. <laughs> not here. Technically, my shit went up during the pandemic. Okay. In May is, you know. <laughs> yeah. When it go up every May. Yeah. Damn, I mean, it's about to go up yeah. next month. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, congratulations, hey, nigga. Congratulations, man. Everybody want to be a boss. It's, it's broke. <laughs> everybody want to be a business owner until you got to pay bills and shit. Yeah, man. Any event, dog. Uh, So listen, man, it is Urban Podcast Month, and I, I do want to give you a huge shout out because, you know, next month, uh, Shop Talk Podcast will be, what, five years old. And um, 2016 was where we kicked it off, and um, it wasn't like a lot of podcasts. I didn't know any podcasts from Detroit, you know what I'm saying? Me neither. Um, during that time frame. Uh, I did find out that Curve, you know, his podcast from scratch, they started back in 2013. Okay. Um, And then you were even before then. Like, when did you initially kick off yours? So I got started in January of 2011. That's early, man. January of 2011. And um, actually, it was, I was doing YouTube shit mm-hmm. at first. I had like a little YouTube channel. And uh you know, yeah, I would you had on. a YouTube channel. I still got the channel. Not a literal YouTube channel. Well, no, it, you had a YouTube channel. I got a, I had a YouTube. I still got the YouTube channel. Okay. Still, still mine. I still got the motherfucker. And uh, I would, you know, just certain stories or whatever, like some local shit might happen. I'll get on there and like talk my shit. You know, like I remember there was this one crazy ass story about this this one young lady who was supposed to have been HIV positive. And she was purposefully infecting niggas in Detroit. I remember that. Like, I, you know, I would talk about stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I came across this other guy on YouTube. This dude, at the time, he was going by Dark Hater. 
Mm. And he used to do his videos with a fucking Darth Vader mask on. And he was like funny. You know what I'm saying? Like he do like. I sound like some shit Eric could do. Yo, shout out to Eric. He just had his birthday. Just yeah. turned 40. And yeah. had the excellence of execution. <laughs> give him a shout out. Had Brett the Hitman heart. Say what up though. <laughs> say what up though. And he said, you are the best there is, the best there was, the best there was. Hey, man, I want to say like, hey, Brett, you that's, know that. That, that's a big, that's a good that's look. A good dark hater. Yeah, yeah that's, dope. Was, that's dope. His name was Dark Hater. And um, uh, like, so I, like I was, I was looking at his videos and shit. He had a whole bunch of like, video spoofing hip hop because this is around the time where like Gucci Man was becoming like popular and like OJ the Juice Man. So he was mocking a lot of that shit, right? Hey. Right. And um like I would I found myself down a rabbit hole looking at his videos and shit. And I just, you know, in the comments like, yo man, your shit is dope. You know what I'm saying? I like your shit, man. I be cracking the fuck up. And he was like, yo, if you like this, check out my podcast. And I'm like, what the fuck is a podcast? I didn't know what a podcast was. And so he hit me up and like I was uh, messaging back and forth. He told me how to like download shit on like uh, I had a little iPod touch at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was listening to his shit. Like he was the only podcast I even knew anything about. And it was through him that I actually started hearing about other shows. So like people would invite him on their shows and he like, yo, I'm on this. And I would hear they shit like, oh, I fuck with this shit here too. So that's kind of how it became a thing. And then um, I used to do this thing on Facebook where I'd like do like shout outs, like, you know, shout out to the niggas that don't, you know, shout out to the niggas that talk about they babysitting their own kids, you know, yeah, some shit, yeah, yeah. Ran, <laughs> random shit like that. And I had like a whole bunch of them. And he asked me, he said, yo, man, do you mind if I like, you know, use those on the podcast? As a matter of fact, as opposed to me doing it, how about you record yourself saying it and then I'll figure out a way to like kind of put it in the show. That's love for him. Not just stealing it. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because people will hear something online and they just go put on. Yeah, they'll jump on. They will not say shit to you about it. Yeah. Like it's theirs. Yeah, so he like he I, I recorded a bunch of them and like he would intersperse them during the show or whatever. Right? That's actually how I kind of you know I owe some of my audience to him. You still in contact with him? He still no, there? no. We actually kind of had a little falling out a few years ago. Um, but um, like I owe a, a lot of my audience. Like there's a lot of them that still listen to me. They know me because of him. Right. So even though me and this dude don't really, you know, vibe like that much anymore, that guy got me started in podcasting. I don't know if you did, did we talk about that on a podcast with us on there, or maybe I was just listening to your podcast. I'm I I, I vaguely remember this story about you falling out with somebody. Yeah, in we, like he was uh he was the guy that got me started. And we used to do this thing called uh we used to do this show. We'd actually it was funny, man. We would have we'd have debates on the phone. And he was like, Yo, this would be a real good podcast. And we was like, all right, then. So we did this little series, you know, with, with, with me and him. We called it the Art of Disagreement, and we would just kind of go back and forth. We'd, I'd have. So a, Charlie was on the episode. Was like, <laughs> 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 Y'all was executing the patience of Joe with that one, <laughs> boy. <laughs> no, but like one of the things, like we we did about five or six of those, and the last one we did, I kind of felt like. He didn't believe what he was saying. He was just saying the shit to be contrary. Yeah. And I don't like that shit. Yeah. I don't like it. Like if you go, if you got a point, stand on your shit, man. Like if you just saying it just to, to get a rise out of like that, that, that was like, and there was that, there was that instance. And then there was another instance where he was, he was, he found himself getting into it with a whole bunch of other people, like a whole bunch of other podcasts. And these are people that I fuck with. Yeah. And so now they look at him like, so span you, What's it's up your with, mans. What's Whose up, mans is this? What's up with your mans? And I'm like, man, listen, I ain't got shit to do with that. I fucks with y'all. I fucks with him. I don't know what's going on. But, and 
it got to a point where he did something real egregious mm-hmm. with another podcast. And I just like, I had to like, all right, I'm all right, man, I'm out. Yeah. I, I can't do this. So almost like Lindsey Graham did with Trump, but only I stayed off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so no, I haven't talked to that brother in about four or five years now. Yeah, yeah. I, I know he's doing, I know he's still podcasting, but, uh, well, you know, you know um, when they, when they write the book on Detroit podcast, you gotta be, I mean, you're one of the forefathers. I mean, 10 years. It's crazy though. Cause so, and it, here's the, here's the thing, how I came across y'all. Cause like, I'm like, yo man, I've been doing this podcast and shit for a while. I don't know any other Detroit podcasters. Right. And it was like, I had, you know, friends of mine. I was, I, I was never supposed to do the span report. That was never supposed to be a thing. Mm-hmm. The very first show I was supposed to do was beer and chicken. That was the very first show I was supposed to do. It was supposed to be me and my niggas sitting in my damn apartment with a damn microphone sitting in the middle of the table talking shit about whatever the fuck, eating chicken while we did it. That's what it was supposed to be. Yeah. Getting niggas together, though, was like herding cats. Man. You know what I'm saying? So, like. Getting somebody to 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 to, to ride with you for five years? Yeah. Man, that's an achievement. <laughs> yeah. Look. I ain't never did nothing this consistent yeah. in my life. And Jay was my man's. Like we've been friends for a long time, but like I, I always talk about it. Like when the first episode, I just thought I was just doing them a solid. Yeah. Like we had talked about it and I was like, all right, well, this is my this is my guy. He reached out to me. I'm gonna do it. When he called me the next week, like, oh, we're gonna do this again. I was like, oh, this 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 a thing now. Yeah. And <laughs> you know, <laughs> five years later, like I see him every week. Like, like this. That's 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 you know what I'm saying? I don't I don't talk about it much or I don't necessarily bring it up, but like that can't be understated for somebody to take. Like, well, I, I will position it when I'm talking about myself. Like, yo, I've given up five years of Friday's nights, but somebody else has. We, as we well. made a silent yeah. agreement that like we gonna this is what we gonna do. Yeah. This um, what, like you gotta children. You know what I'm saying? Like this is this is a, a, a giant undertaking. Yeah. And for and we five years in. You 10 years in, yeah. you know what I'm saying? We ain't missed the episode. Now, there's been times where either Dane wasn't here or I wasn't here, but like Saturday morning, yeah, it's going to be a fucking episode. Yeah. Sometimes Saturday, because sometimes maybe Saturday afternoon. But I, I've, <laughs> had some high hat- I've had some hiatuses and shit. Like, um, like when I first started, my model for podcasting was the Dark Hater Show. Okay. So, when, like the very first episode of the Spare Report, sound a lot like the Dark Hater show because that was my reference. That was all 100%. I pretty much knew. You know what I'm saying? And then what I found out was like, I'm not exactly a comedian. My man was funny, genuinely funny. I'm not a comedian. So what I found myself doing was having a hard time making the shit that I wanted to talk about funny. Mm-hmm. And I would miss putting an episode out because damn, I don't know how to make this funny. Like I can't, I'm, I'm overproducing this shit. Yeah. Right. And so you got to find your own foot. And I had had to figure it out. And what I did was the things that I normally just be thinking about throughout throughout the week, since I was going to do a weekly show, the things that I'm thinking about throughout the week, I'm just going to get on this mic and let this shit go. Just talk, whatever it is I'm thinking about. I'm keeping note of like, okay, so this, uh, this, this, and this. And it kind of grew from there. So now it's like when I do the show, I got I do the show live on like YouTube, mm-hmm. and Facebook and Twitch and all that other shit. That's my process now. I've been doing this so long like that. It's mostly just shit news or whatever I've been seeing throughout the week. Can you explain to the folks what the spam report is? So, I mean, just that it's uh, news, politics, uh, you know, pop culture. 
things that are happening in like they, they, they got folks talking. Your man Span got some thoughts on the shit. I'm going to talk about it and I kind of break it up into segments or whatnot. But it's essentially me kind of going off on <laughs> on the ways of the world right I now. I tap man. in via YouTube because uh, I get the notifications when you go live. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because notifications is key. Yeah. yeah. Turn those notifications on, people. <laughs> uh, you know, I tap in and like one, uh, the show was well produced. Appreciate that, brother. You know what I'm saying? Um, Clean. Yeah. As far as like, the segments, the when you pull it, even the video portion is well produced. And yeah. I think that's very, I don't, so I try to make sure everybody who comes through here has good, clean, precise audio. Yeah. Because I hate bad audio. Yeah. Um, but the show is well produced and that goes a lot to like, I'm listening because this sounds good. Yeah. Now, Appreciate that. somebody can have a podcast with a, a more interesting duo on the mic or quad four people on the mic and the show don't sound as good as someone who's not as entertaining but this shit sound better yeah like this shit sound professional this sound like four niggas screaming in the mic it sounds like drip camps like you know what i'm saying like but that goes that's another thing too about the podcasting thing so like when i got in a lot of folks didn't know what podcasting was when mm-hmm. i would tell people about the podcast like what's that how I listen? To, how do I listen to your shit? I still it, here. We still here. Still get from that, right? guest. Right. How do I listen to? That how do I now? listen to it? And like I remember, I, I I've been in podcasting so long, and I remember when radio folks was like talking shit about podcasting. Mm-hmm. And now a lot of your favorite radio folks got a podcast. Yeah. So the respect for it might not necessarily be there because this is just something for them to be doing. You know what I'm saying? Like podcasting is kind of like on right now. So. If you don't necessarily respect the work that kind of goes into it, you just you know, just turn this motherfucker on. We just gonna talk some shit. Yeah. And if you are of some, if you're someone of a certain stature, and hey man, people pay to come in here and just do just that. Yeah. And what's interesting is that um, some people come in here and they try to turn it into a radio show. Yeah. And like you know, podcasting and radio are two different things. Yeah. And people who want to hear podcasts don't want to hear radio yeah. shows. They want to hear podcasts. It's a different thing. And I let people. I don't. I don't never tell them at first. Mm-hmm. I let them do their shows, and then when they ask me like how you think it's going or, or whatever, I will give them some tips or whatever. But most of the time, they just kind of find a and they'll make their own changes because like you recognize that. Yeah. This not the same. It's not the same. Yeah, and, and you mentioned a good thing. Like you just got to find your footing. Like people come in here and try and be, you know, try and mimic what they hear. They try and mimic Drink Champs or the Joe Budden podcast or or Shop Talk podcast. Yeah, you just got to yeah. find what works for you because it's enough. It's enough lanes on this freeway for everybody. It like, really is. Regardless of what you do or how you do it, it's somebody out. There's an audience out there that want to hear the way that you do it. Yeah. And also recognize the amount of work yeah. that goes into podcasting. A lot of folks jump into podcasting. Well, now a lot of folks jump into podcasting because they think it's going to get put on from podcasting. And then they don't pop off the way that they thought it was going to pop off. And here we are five episodes in, the shit's over. They don't make it to seven. They don't make yeah, it to seven. That's the magic number. I don't know that's why. That's the magic, magic number. number. Because most podcasts don't make it past seven. Once you realize the amount of work that goes into actually producing a show, you're like, do I really want to do this? Like, am I going to get paid to do this? Because it's work. 
You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's actual work. You writing out your notes or whatever, like trying to come up with an outline for a show, trying to book guests for a show, like scheduling studio Man, time. This, this is so good because like <laughs> we just turning the corner five years in. Like this is what it feels like. This is so good because we can actually have some shop talk, not as in barbershop talk, but shop yeah. as in podcast talk. Because yeah. like people think it's easy. It's not. Um, it's one. It's not easy to have. 261 episodes of something interesting to talk about for an hour and a half to two hours, sometimes three hours. Yeah. Right. And like, it's a big risk and a big undertaking to just talk and have your voice out here for X amount of, because at some point you're going to offend somebody. Yeah. And now that person looks at you differently mm -hmm. just because you said insert thing on the mic mm -hmm. and like to make yourself that vulnerable every time because people are judging you whether you and they think they know you yeah um and it's like yo that's a risk yeah <laughs> and like yo i mean over the last five years man my opinion and change on a lot of shit man listen like i still get every now and again i'll still get people bringing up shit that i said on youtube 10 years ago it's like, let's like I would punch me like <laughs> like 40 year old span would punch the shit out of 30 year old span in a heartbeat. Yeah, because a lot of the shit that I was saying and I thought it was cat. I thought I was talking cash shit then. I think I'm talking cash shit now. But the shit that I was talking about then, I didn't know shit. I didn't know as much as I know now. So, yeah, it's some of my like my views have changed over the course of time. Like people don't realize that, like, yo, think people are not static. Give people a chance to evolve. Unfortunately, a lot of people don't get that that opportunity. I've been lucky enough over like to live 40 years old. Like I've been lucky enough to have some of these like realizations happen and live life long enough to realize, like, yo, that was some fucked up shit you said. You should probably pull back on that. Everybody thinks that their life is monolithic until yeah. it, until it's on them. Like you can change, but nobody else can change over the course of when they do something and I just look at like any of your favorite shows, they evolve, yeah. they change. It's not, I love snowfall, but like this season four ain't what I started watching in season one. Right. The show has evolved. Any of your favorite shows, that's what, that's what continues to pull you in because mm -hmm. the, the show evolves and it grows along with you. Yeah. yeah. And you got to appreciate that change. And like, I go back and listen to our first episode often. Not the entire episode, but in, you know, fifteen, twenty minutes of until yeah. I don't got the free time no more. And um to your point, like I listened to it at that time I was listening to Brilliant Idiots, mm. uh, Combat Jack. Oh, um Rest in Peace to Combat. Um one hundred percent. And like I can hear what I was listening to. Mm. Matter of fact, I think I even said brilliant idiots or brilliance. And idiots, like, in the very first episode. You know what I'm saying? Right. I go back and listen to that shit, and I cringe. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, I know what was on my mind at that time. Yeah. Not, like, in real time, but, like, I cringe. But it's, like, it's good that you go back and hear some wild shit that you said and kind of be like, oh, shit, I can't believe I said that. Because yeah. that means you didn't grow. Yeah. And, like, you shouldn't feel, depending on what it is, the exact same way that you felt about every single thing five, 10, 15 years from now, because your, your your perspective and your your life experience has to change and mold yeah. that a little bit. Yeah. But I appreciate your show because it has a, you got your own lane, you got your own thoughts and opinions. Um, It's 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 a political show for the most part. Yeah, I talk um, a lot of politics on the show. I've been real politic heavy lately. Yeah. So we was kicking it uh, on Twitter. Um, I I forget which we you know we talk on Twitter. You know I know I know I know what it was. Um, I had posted a story. 
it was a CNN, it was a CNN news story. And they were talking about uh, John Boehner. Mm-hmm. John Boehner, for those of you who r- may not remember, used to be the Speaker of the House in the United States Congress. And John Boehner has been like, he's got a, a new book out. And he's been talking a bunch of shit about Republicans. Like the current state of the Republican Party, he's been talking a lot of shit about them. Yeah. And like my thing with him has been like, nigga, I remember when you was the dude. You know what I'm saying? Like I remember when you was the dude. Like so you talking shit about them, but you was doing much of the same shit that they doing now. Maybe not to the exact same degree, but you was doing a lot of shit that they doing now. And they had him on specifically, and this is where me and you intersected at. They were talking about um, gun control. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were talking about gun control. And he went on CNN to say that he hates that the Republican Party right now isn't doing anything to kind of help curb mass shootings. Right. And I'm thinking. Nigga, you was the fucking speaker of the House when Barack Obama was president. You had an opportunity to work with Barack Obama to do some sort of like gun control sort of like measurements and everything else. Sandy Hook happened during this time. I don't know how many white little white kids got shot. If little white kids about to be on the chopping block and nothing happens, ain't nothing else happening for nobody else. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it was rich to me that this dude was talking about some. Well, you know, this current Republican Party, you know, it's a shame that they don't do anything as far as. You know, gun control's like, nigga, is it Uchi Wally or is it one mic? Because we, like, I remember when you was the guy. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> you know what I like I'm saying? That. Like, come on, dude. Like, so. You can't use uh, uh, <laughs> Z like, bars against Nas on this show. Yeah, I like that Nas. <laughs> like, no. no, but I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm like, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking at him and now I'm, it was, what was weird was we were both criticizing media at the time. Yeah. We were just criticizing them for different reasons. For, for sure. For different reasons. Uh, I was just thought, cause one, I don't trust either side. Yeah. Right. Um, and I don't trust either, either side of media. Um, but my, my, my biggest concern with, with black people, because black people are all Democrats mm. and that's the media that we look at. And I understand that it's, it's it's skewed too, but we 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 oftentimes look at it as if it's a hundred percent fact. Now, for the most part, it's not black and white, but white folks, a lot of some of them, well, how we think, black people, Democrats, white people, Republicans, like that's how a lot of people think. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I know that's not the truth, right? But that's how a lot of people think, and I just be so, I just be so, I just be so in awe. Sometimes I'm like, listen, I get it. We think that CNN are the good guys because compared to Fox News, they look like the good guys. Yeah. I mean, on a regular scale, like, yeah, this shit it looks more like what resonates with me, whether it's MSNBC or CNN. Mm-hmm. But I'd be like, yo, y'all know they lying to y'all too, right? Mm-hmm. But like sometimes I think that people just be like, yo, Fox News is the liars. And if it come on CNN, that's the that's the truth. Yeah. And I was coming off of... um. The, the little investigator coming from both sides in real life. Like just, just, just notice that both these niggas is out for you. But um, like there was some, uh, a, an executive at uh, CNN was going on these fucking Tinder dates and um, old girl was recording them while they was at dinner. And yeah, you know, he blowing up, you know, when you want a date, some of that shit, you, you probably trying to get laid, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yo, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. But he over here explaining like, yo, 
Uh, yo, we matter of fact, I, I got I got a little bit of it. Um, I let you hear him, uh, he, he, let y'all hear a little bit of what he was talking about. Um, and it was just interesting. We got him through this term. We would always show shots of him jogging. Him and Aviator Shades and like a, like you paint him as a young geriatric. We were creating a story there that we didn't know anything about. You know. Uh, right now, he's talking about how to give you some context of what we're about to listen to, then I'll put, press play. He was giving context of how CNN recreated stories about Trump um, to make people not like him. Not that he needs help mm. because he's a, he can be very unlikable by himself. Yeah. But he goes on to explain that, yo, we control the narrative. We can get presidents elected or whatnot. The first second thing he said, we're going to make Biden look like a young hip geriatric. So he said, we get pictures of him and videos of him and um, his glasses, his aviators or whatnot. Yeah. So they're basically saying this guy on camera, um, yo man, we manipulate the shit. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? We'll, we'll, and he was talking about when someone comes on for an interview, we don't tell them what to say, but our anchors are sophisticated enough to push them into something. Mm-hmm. We'll say, Man, that Sandy Hook shooting was so bad. And this, um, I know you that you agree that that was bad. So tell me how you would do this. And then like they'll they'll just maneuver people into saying different things. Um, and it was just a whole bunch of the stuff like yo, the the television that we watch is manipulated, right? Mm-hmm. So our conversation wasn't against that because it is what it is. Yeah. Um, I think you said, but yes. But the person who put that out, them niggas is bad. Yeah. Uh. So tell me. T- yeah. So, so the uh Project Veritas was the uh the group that mm-hmm. does these. They they've done this before. They've got like a few different like what they would like they did this. I believe it was with uh with Planned Parenthood. They did some sort of expose of Planned Parenthood. Uh, there was another one with uh I'm trying to think it was uh. It might have been some. It was a Democratic congressman. His name, I'm, I'm forgetting his name right off the top. But like Project Veritas has a reputation for being, you know, kind of unscrupulous about their methods and a little bit how should liberal, <laughs> liberal with the way that they present a lot of the stuff that they put out, mm-hmm. and also they will overinflate the importance of the subject. So the guy in the video was a technical director for CNN. Mm-hmm. The technical director is somebody who actually makes sure that the camera, like, okay, so we got such and such coming on. Let's make sure his camera is on and his mics is good. Let's make sure this lower third has the right Chiron on it. Mm-hmm. Let's make sure we get like, okay, breaking news. Cause everything's breaking news now. Right. Let's, let's, let's just make sure we get all of that stuff. Right. And he doesn't have any editorial authority on what shows up on air. He just has to make sure that what shows up on air looks right. Right. So when Project Veritas, when Project Veritas promotes this dude and says he's a CNN executive, he's not. And when they say he's a CNN, uh, you know, uh, editorial or, or he's an editor, he's not. He's actually taking direction from somebody else. 
His job is simply to make sure that what happens on screen comes up the way it's supposed to and then it looks right. Right. So but that's his job. Right. But he's there on set every right. single day. And I hear and I understand what goes on with mm-hmm. the anchors. And I under I'm in different meetings and say like and they even he even referenced the phone. Like if if the if <laughs> if it ain't hot enough, the red phone answers like, no, turn the heat up on this nigga. We need, we need, right. we need him to say, like, so I'm there, right? Um, so then the 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 concern, the question was, well, does it matter who the information is coming from if the information is true? And that's just a question. Does it matter whether if the information is true, then no, it doesn't matter if the information is true. But here's here's where we we kind of bumped heads just a little bit. Yeah. Is that if say for instance, if I know a nigga to be a liar, mm-hmm. and every time this nigga comes around, he lying like a motherfucker. Yeah. He might be saying something to me true than a motherfucker, and it's gonna be like, I don't know, dog. You ain't really got the best track record. Mm-hmm. That's sort of what it is with like Project Veritas. When Project Veritas has been like known to put out some bullshit information or to be like, like been caught in, in some illegitimate sort of shit. Okay. When you, when you've got that reputation preceding you, if you present me with some real shit, it's going to be hard for me to accept that at first because your reputation precedes you for being on some bullshit. And that's where that comes from. So like if the truth is the truth, then the truth stands on its own. Right. But if the truth is coming from a nigga that got a reputation for telling you some bullshit, now, it's gonna take you a little longer to like go ahead and accept that. Now, if he tell you some bullshit, but the, what I, what I bring to you is a video of this nigga talking mm-hmm. himself. Like I think that's important. I'm trying to find this. Uh, I thought I saved it, but so the thing behind media is like so. Media has went out there and said, "Yo, Project Veritas." has said incorrect and accurate information. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a judge proved that that wasn't the case. So oh, they ran up on old girl, one of the young ladies who was reporting was like, hey, you said that this, this, and this, and this was right. Will you retract this? Because you're making us look bad. Mm-hmm. No comment getting in my car. Because like, like that matters, right? So if I yeah. if I go to, to CNN for, or well, not even CNN, because I don't want to make it seem like it's against them. If I go to insert news source for my information and this person and this news source tells me yo this third party company yo them niggas is wild you can't believe nothing that they saying mm-hmm. and then they and in that story where they told you that you can't believe nothing what they saying they technically lie in the judge because they got sued mm-hmm. and the judge sided with them and said no this was incorrect yeah so like now you didn't went on national television and told everybody i'm and full of shit yourself. yeah and now you won't re- do the retraction so now when i actually expose something my my image is tarnished and well, here, I can't come back. Well, here's the thing though, right? So generally speaking, like a lie will move across the world faster than the fucking truth will. That's a fact. And so what will happen is this. Say like a, you know, news media organization, they put out a story and they might have got part of that story wrong, right? The problem is that story's out there. When they issued a retraction, the retraction isn't necessarily given the same level of attention that the first it's story never. was given. So, like when when uh, you know, that just 
I don't know. I'm getting t- tongue tied here, but like that's that, that that happens quite a bit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like the the story that they anytime they re- issue a retraction, sometimes it's like on the third. Like if you're in the newspaper, it's on like the third page. Or shit. Oh, yeah. The they, retraction, the apology yeah. should be just as loud yeah. hey, and boisterous. Like, yeah. All that should be said yesterday was fake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, while the credits is going, like you know, hey. after we said yesterday was fake. Yeah, they talk to you real fast, like on those commercials when they get all the side effects and shit. Uh, right, sneezy, stuffy. <laughs> like yeah, we just run a three-hour show. I'm like all right, everything that's all that shit. <laughs> like yeah. what? But that's that's what tends to happen, man. Like they put out some bullshit, and then they were like, "Well, okay, so there's a correction on the story that we told you about yesterday." And you only, and if you weren't watching yesterday, you don't even know what the fuck they're talking about. Right. Yeah. You know, so. Um, I'm critical. I'm, I'm critical of some media. I'm, I, I, just, I watch a lot of shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So like, you start picking up patterns, and that's the other part about when you get a little older. You start like, man, I've seen this movie before. Mm-hmm. I know exactly how this shit about to go. You can see the tactics of, of yeah. So when you got like a hostile person, right? It's just how they run the news. It's just how they run the story. One yeah. of my homegirls used to write the news. Douglas, LR, I mean, yeah. well, um, I know you're talking, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we know, we know who you're talking about. She used to write the news for local CBS or whatever. Like, I write what y'all gonna say before y'all say it, so I like, I understand that it's, I create the narrative, like, I understand that it seems like it's like off the cuff, like, yo, we was, duh, duh, duh. I even got a, a, a video on my YouTube where it's like 30 different news broadcasters all saying the exact same clip, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's about, it's about some Christmas things, like, a I know you got a little of this, but yeah. every time you need yeah. to go out and shop. And like everybody did that little high pitched and it if you just watch it one time, like, oh, that's just a little friendly banter. But when I seen this shit like forty times from forty different stations all over the country, and, it's like you can't you can't trust none of this shit. And here's the here's the other part about it though. So now you've got companies that own stations, mm-hmm. let's just call them conglomerates, that own your news media all across the country. Scripps, Associated Scripps, Press, like it's like Fox, three. <laughs> uh, yeah, but like uh, Sinclair is another one. Sinclair was actually real bad with this. Where like they would send out directives as to what everyone, like this on this story, this is what y'all saying. Mm-hmm. And every, every newscast that was under a, a Sinclair uh, uh, ownership, that's how they had to roll with that story. So when you've got a few companies that own most of the media, all of it, then like they get to, they get to frame the shit exactly how that like shit. Rupert Murdoch owns not only Fox News, but shit, the New York Post, the fucking Daily Mail. He owns Sky New. Uh, I think it's like Sky over in like the UK. Yep, He's yep, from yep. Australia. Like this dude owns media companies across the world. That's why I uh, get all my illegal streams. Uh, for boxing matches, it's just <laughs> I just listen to the UK uh, people not from Sky Sky. To, I forget it's yeah, Sky man. something, but yeah. yeah, but like these people, they own all of these. Like, and when you have your hand they, in that many pots, it's easy for you to create exactly what the story is going to be. Exactly, and I just so I don't know last year or so, um, or maybe even two years. My whole thing, and I, I get feedback from you know different folks. It's not that like. I'm going against the left and like, I want to be on the right. Mm-hmm. I'll be wanting to like just shake people enough to say, listen, I understand that we're not fucking with the right, but that don't mean the left as we know it is the right side. Yeah. Like I think us, we belong somewhere in the middle there. That's the thing. That's the thing. Right. So I'm going to just say this Americans as a whole, aren't necessarily a sophisticated group of people. 
We just not, not even close. We just not, not even close. You know but we, we feel like we are. I, I'm approved that Come we're on. not a very sophisticated group of people. And so we tend to look at things in, in like very stark black and white terms. Nuance be damned. There's a lot of gray area that you need to kind of navigate to try to come to some level of what you think the truth is. Yeah. And so what happens is, especially on social media really is the worst place to kind of talk about a lot of the shit because everybody's not necessarily listening or even like everybody's looking at your shit to respond to something. They're not actually trying to understand you. You got to go on Reddit where the, 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 the platform is different. It's yeah. not 240 characters. And like, that's a, a, you can have a dialogue and a debate via text yeah. on with somebody, but like, you're not about to get off on no Instagram comments. No. You're not about to get a full thought out. It's not about to happen. On, on Twitter. Twitter. It's the first thing the person going to tell you, like it, it, on Facebook, if you write some shit and you really just, you want to be understood. Yes. I know, at least I know I write shit that, or I say shit because I want to be understood. First thing a nigga tell you, nigga, I ain't reading all that. It might be two paragraphs. This nigga done wrote a book, G. Like, this nigga think I'm about to read all that? You like, nigga. <laughs> like, yes. it's two you, paragraphs. Like, you, you probably should read that. But if, you, if you're looking. Willfully just, ignorant. Willfully, right? And if you call them that, they mad than the motherfucker. But. And you loud and wrong for calling them out. You loud and wrong for calling them out. But the other part about it is, like, they're not necessarily, like I said, they're not trying to understand you. They're just listening. They're looking for a way to respond to you. You know, no matter what it is you're saying, they're just trying to respond. And Jay, you made a good point. Like, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram are all completely separate, different communities Mm -hmm. that that work completely different, have their own different type of language. Like, so so it's, it's hard to have you know, a thought that's going to translate the same way on all three spaces. Yeah. I don't think people use the voice thing on Twitter enough. Not yet anyway. You know what I'm saying? Cause like while you going back and forth for the thread, like why don't you just respond to this message with your, with your voice? <laughs> well, I mean, I, they ain't got that on Android right now. Oh, oh. shit. <laughs> <laughs> he, no, said I, on, uh, he said it all. He said it all. No, because, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm Android gang over yeah, here. I know, but, yeah, man. Everybody but, uh, got their flaws, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, no, I think I just now how got, like... How many times did that phone fold out? Uh, shit, I don't know how many... Times, like, just today, probably 500, you know? Uh, but, hey, so listen, you made a point about people, um, like, generally not being that sophisticated. Um, last week for y'all, anybody who made it through last week's episode, uh, shout out to Charlie, man. He, uh, Charlie was he was he was making a point about everybody sharing and helping, and you know, billionaires is the they make too much money or the top people make too much money. Well, one, there's not that many billionaires. Mm. Like, it's a very small community. Like, we can't like one percent. We not even. Not literally, not the 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 one percent of the one percent. Yeah. Um. So like, we can't make general blanket statements or, or or policies based on the outliers and not the rest. But the average person don't know a lot. And I want to play this little thing, and we'll talk about this. That's a reality. Wow, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. All right. So uh, is Jim. So 
they went to a bunch of people on the street and, and asked them like, do you think the rich pay their fair share in taxes? No, fuck not, dude. <laughs> do the rich pay their fair share in taxes? Absolutely fucking not. In America, America, in the United States, absolutely not. Absolutely not fair if all things are considered. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No, no chance. No, absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah, no. Definitely not. Definitely, Definitely not. Even, not even close. Yeah. No. No. Oh, hell no. 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 I don't think they pay their fair share of taxes at all. Do you think the rich pay their fair share in taxes? <laughs> they just walked away. <laughs> Do they even pay taxes at all? He's black. He's calculate smart. The extreme that the one percent has. The problem with a lot of them is that they just would rather they'd rich. rather be dead than see poor people be rich or be well off. I mean, I, I I know people in America think of Gaddafi as a negative guy, but let's go back to Libya. Libya, oh, free wow. education, free electricity. Gaddafi was slaughtering people in the streets. He was slaughtering people in the streets. So it's a six of this, it's, half dozen the other. I just think capitalism is stupid and it doesn't work. I mean, obviously, look at our country, it doesn't work. How is it possible for billionaires to even exist in this country? And you've got the most... Let me get a little bit further. What percentage should be paid by the top 1%? Probably 60%. 70 or 80%? I don't know. 75%. I think if they could kick it up to 75 to 80, that would be good, man. Hit them up for 80%. They <laughs> need to be freaking taxed. So what's wrong with 90%? 90% is, I like you. I love you, man. 90%. That's 90% is good. Dude, I think- They can live on 5%. I think they can live on 5%, man. I get where you're going with this, man. I, I, I totally agree. Like 99% of their wealth. Why should people with less money be paying more than billionaires when they literally don't have that money to pay in the first place? Why do you think poor people pay more than this? Because this country is a joke. The, the, the poorest people are being milked more. Now we just get to some actual facts. People. Poor people. The 1% earn about 25% of all the income in the world. So there you go. If we're talking about fair share, then, you know, if you're bringing in 25% of the income, 1%. 25% of the taxes. Oh, they make 25% of the money in the country. So, yeah. And would you be surprised if I told you that the top 1% pay 40% of all taxes? I would be surprised, yeah. Would it surprise you if I said the rich 1% pay 40% of all taxes in America? Interesting. What's the problem? Huh. Do they? Yeah. Oh, interesting. It's a little, a little more fair than you might have thought. Yeah. What percent of income do you think the top 1% pay? I think they're paying like freaking 2% of that. They're paying 27%. What? 27%. What percent of, of their income do you think people at the 50% and below probably higher than 27%. If it gets higher, the lower your income comes. Wait, so wait the numbers. I think it's probably over 50. It's 4%. Oh, wow. Huh. All right, so I'm gonna I'm a stop because that's it's about 45 more seconds of that, yeah. but that's enough. So <clears throat> the question was, they was going around asking people because like the narrative is, yo, yo, rich people, these niggas don't pay taxes because they'll take one outlier and say, yo, Jeff Bezos didn't pay taxes. Did Jeff Bezos not pay taxes or did Amazon as the corporation mm. not pay taxes for right. them? And we'll take a company and think it's a person and say, yo, this is all complete separate, different yeah. entity. But then when you when you look at some of the numbers, because um, I end up did a screenshot, not from this, but some numbers that came from a 2016 report. 
which gave numbers from like 2013. But um, if the top 1% pays 40% of all the taxes that are paid in the country, I mean, that's a lot. And if they pay in 27% of their income in taxes, but, but how much, like as a human being, how do you tell another person that what they work for, they should give away? Like, how do you have that conversation? Like how, how much should you, how much should you pay? I know I'm paying too damn much, man. That's <laughs> I know I'm, when he said 40%, what, wait, what group was that? that he said was paying 40%. He said the top 1%. Accounts for forty percent of all the taxes collected. Okay. Um, individually, uh, the top one percent pays about twenty-seven percent of their worth. Yeah. In tax. See, I'm paying too much in taxes. Because I think I'm I'm at like thirty something. I'm at forty percent. Thirty thirty. Yeah, I'm right around thirty. I'm at forty percent um, in taxes. Because unfortunately, fortunately or unfortunately, uh, we in the top fifty percent. Of earning which is in weird. the country, which is weird because because I don't feel like, like I make that much money right. <laughs> don't feel like it at all. And the folks below us pay less in taxes. Actually, the government pays them back because we all know about people that get these giant tax returns. Nigga, you not even paying taxes. They get you nine thousand dollars back. Yeah, yeah. I'm so just like, trying to break even. When oh. you, <laughs> but the general consensus is, y'all watched on television. That yo the rich we need to tax them niggas more because they pay less than taxes than but, we do. But but they only the the narrative is that because they see things like how you mentioned with the Jeff Bezos or they see like Trump only pay like this much in taxes and they think that that's the majority. That's this is how this is how it works. But that's is it's, it's not the facts. They'll what? take a company who they'll take a company and just associate that with a person. And like, fam, there's 360 million people in the country. Yeah. You're going to give me the example of one nigga? Let's say 10 people that didn't pay taxes. Yeah. What about the other 359 million? Like, it don't so, take, I think I think there's a couple th- things going on with this. One is that rich folks are easy to make. Well, rich folks are easy to make demands on because everybody's, you got it. Right? Yeah. So it's, you know, you got it. Like, you can do without, like, and if you and I'm if you're from the hood or from less, you know you don't count somebody else's pockets. Right. I'm I'm very I'm very much like yo man. Just pocket watching is a disease, man. Y'all should like get take two doses of fucking like mind your business and clear that shit right the fuck up. But rich folks is easy to like for folks to like kind of demonize them because like yo they got it they 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 should be able to like. He's still gonna eat. Like Jeff Bezos, if he gave up nine more billion dollars, he's still gonna eat. These other people that work for him, they could be making this money. Like it doesn't work, but it doesn't work that. like we that. know that. But that's how that's generally how a lot of folks think on this. Yeah. So you got that going on. Um, the other part about that is you do have income inequality in this in this country. It, it, that's it, for sure. So like, there's there's truth in it to a certain degree. So like. I forget exactly what the what the wage scales were, but um, they were talking about the the disparity between how much a CEO made compared to like the average worker, and how much that has ballooned over the course of the last thirty to forty years. And mm-hmm. I think at one point, uh, I think now they were saying like so. For instance, like Jeff Bezos uh, makes about five hundred times more than the average worker at Amazon per hour. Or some I'm okay shit like with that. that. 
Right. But <laughs> like, but when you compare that when you compare that to what it used to be, then that be, that's because that that becomes the thing that people point to like, well shit, this doesn't move without us actually out here on the ground doing the job, right? But you didn't think of this shit yourself. True that. True that. But I'm just saying that the, like the average person is didn't thinking put like the infrastructure in place. Right. Not- like so one of the things I was trying to make a point of last week and what I think is important here is unfortunately because people are greedy and because there is capitalism that gives niggas an incentive to work harder sometimes Mm. and some of the innovations that we have come from somebody being greedy and wanting all the money Mm. right but I came up with some shit that you didn't come up with I should be able to benefit off of it because me like there is a class system if everybody in this whole country was black we would be separate each other from nigga you tall you short you fat you skinny you light skin, you dark. We are always going to separate that's each like other. It's like the caste system that's in India right now. Like they separate folks by like uh, complexion, by uh, family lineage. And um, if I'm better at you than in something, some people may think we should both get the same thing, and others will not. Hmm. Like I am better than you at this, and I don't think that you deserve a quote unquote. The exact same the thing I get because I do more than you. Well, the other part about that isn't necessarily about what you deserve is what you can negotiate. True it's that. always and about what you can so, negotiate. Like take, for instance, we're talking about Amazon. You know, Amazon right now doesn't have any unionization. Mm-hmm. There was just a vote in Alabama. I think it was Bessemer, Alabama. They had a union vote down there. They actually voted it down. And I count. I felt bad for those folks down there because Truthfully speaking, they're talking about like, yo, man, we don't need no union here. Amazon paying us double what the minimum wage is here. They ain't, we ain't had no union to get us that. We got health care here. We ain't need a union to give us that. And what they don't know is like, yeah, those things are standard practice now because the like collectively the workers came together, unionized, and then they were able to negotiate terms with the company. That's why these things became standards. Right. That's why you got a 40 hour work week. That's why you get, you know, certain paid holidays. That's why you get employee funded fucking health care, which is kind of weird that we get our health care through our employers and shit. And it's not like, but the thing, the thing is it like, is wow, it's <laughs> crazy that we, you know, you lose your job. You ain't got no health care no more. Like that's kind of fucked up, you know, but the thing is, my job is making me sick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And they, they act like, so that's. <laughs> This is this is no, wild. like for real. No, but what's really wild is because that doesn't make sense, right? But on the Republican side, they want that shit to be public, so it's not. Oh, I'm sorry, they want it to be private. Like, no, make other options so everybody don't got to go through their job. I want it to be a, a, a fair market value. So it's like, yo, if this company over here is saying, yo, this shit is real cheap to get aspirin. In the free market, fam, you can't continue to keep charging me $70 per pill if this person going to give it to me for $4. So what they're basically saying is, like, if it's a free market, then the market corrects itself. When we have a single-payer system where it's like when everything is kind of controlled, it's going to be what it is. Because, like, what you going to do? Who you going to go to? Well, I think I think when it comes to that, though, this should be what they call the the, the public option. Right. I think it should be op- it should be sure. the public option because truthfully speaking, the healthcare, like the the health industry or the health insurance industry has been kind of like relegating what the prices are right now already. And this shit is high as hell. Right. If there was a public option, we're like, well, shit, I ain't really got to fuck with y'all. I can go over here and get this other shit. 
Now you got to try to figure out a way to make yourself attractive. And that's where those lower prices and shit start yeah. coming in. But because they haven't necessarily, they've been lobbying against that, right? And and that's where the, like the Republicans are like, yo, no, no, no. We got to keep these prices. And, and, and there's not a lot of competition there either. Right. Like, See, like, but the, you, you, you guys are both 100% correct. But like my biggest issue is that we can never have that conversation because since this particular side says we want to bring in privatized health care. And if this particular side says, yo, that's bad because they want to do that to hold you down. We never enter the conversation and have the conversation that we have now about how about we have have it all. We, if you want to get it through your job, get it through your job. Mm-hmm. If you want to have private companies come in here and they can and, and dictate a marketplace. Like I think because we live in a um, a civilized society, a first world country, certain shit should just be, I should get when I pay my taxes. Mm-hmm. Right. Like fucking health care. Yeah. And if and if you if you want to opt out of the portion of the taxes that pay for health care and get your own shit via the private, give me that as an option. Right. But I don't want y'all to unilaterally make this decision and just say, yo, it's either one or the other. Like, no, just give me the option and for both. Right now we're operating in that gray area. Yeah. We all end up in the nuance. And then when you get on social media, everybody got their camp. Yeah. And everybody is just like, yo, so this is what I am. And I present myself this way for social media. So this is what you're going to get. Like, here's the thing, like social media, everybody's a fucking brand on social media, whether they like it, even the folks who aren't necessarily calling themselves brands, they are branding themselves a certain way. And so I when, really want to be a person. though. I mean, I think, a- of, think about how we like even um, think about how we just like kind of take our hobbies and shit right everybody's got to take their hobby everybody wants to make that like everybody gotta make some money off they gotta make they shit like this is gonna be my next hustle it's like no nigga you could just enjoy doing it you know what i'm saying we me and jay had the same conversation all the like what am i like i like to paint that's yeah like my my son is an artist he kind of got it from me but like in my spare time i like to go in the basement get my canvas smoke turn on my music and paint I don't want to make any money from it. Yeah. Like sometimes I just have a hard week and that's just what the fuck I want to do to decompress from my week. Right. So look, I went to school for electronic and computer technology, right? Okay. Um, I built my first computers. Well, I built computers, built microphones, built AMF and radios, the whole nine yards. I did that for a minute for a living, but like, that's not what I want to do for a living. Right. I built my AR 15. You know what I'm saying? three of them help my dad build one like i enjoy doing that for me right people like well yo build me one i don't want to build one for you because now that shit feel like work yeah like it's fun for me i'm creating something for myself no i asked you to help me build he was like i tell you what to do (laughs) i i'll point you in the right direction like teach that man how to fish like exactly certain things is like like it's a very difficult undertaking well it could be something very difficult and very complicated, but when you're doing it for yourself, you don't think about it like that because you're challenging yourself. You're right. doing this, but then when that 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 inner thing that you're not trying to accomplish, and now you got to do it for like a job. Mm-hmm. No, nah, fam. Yeah, like, I don't want to. I don't. I don't. I don't want to do, do it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like I gotta. I gotta want. I think we need some hobbies. That just a hobby. That you don't try to turn it into a multi-million dollar business. Yeah. I'm not saying that you're wrong if you take a hobby. But and sometimes do that. you just need something just like I always looked at it like when I especially when I, I got married and started having kids, I just wanted something for myself. Right. Something I didn't have to share with my wife, something I didn't have to share with the kids. And this is just my time. When I go in the basement and 
when I go downstairs and do my paint thing, like this is just my time. Right. And I don't want to deal. I don't want y'all to share in it with me. I don't want to teach you how to do it. If you want to do it on your own, that's fine. Yeah. I'll, I'll supply you with show things and you do it on your time. Right. But this is my shit. I've been, um, I mean, I think as well, know that, that I, I enjoy Jordan ones as a gym shoe. Yeah. I mean, I have on some now. You, I probably have some on every single day. Um, I want to paint them. You know, I, I bought my, I bought the paint. Like I want to, I like different colorways. You should. They're and, your shoes. And like, I want to do that because if we being, if we keeping it a, a buck, you keep it funky. I started paying gym shoes in 1998 before it was a thing. If I would have knew that it was going to be what it is now, I could have been the fucking man. Right. Cause in 1998 on the Jordan 12s, I painted the bitches black and yellow. Which they sell now. Yeah. Mm. I had them black and yellow, black and green, and black and blue, which they sell now. Like, I did this shit in 98. Mm. Like, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I want to do that. I don't want to turn that shit into a business. Who knows what could what it could possibly be? Yeah. I actually want to design my own, like a shop talk version or whatever. That'd be dope. But, you know, I'm going to get some, I get some all white, some, and I just want to paint them bitches. Like, I don't want to turn this shit into. This is what I want to do for a hobby, man. That's what's up, man. My other hobbies have turned into like I want to talk. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, but you got you know the the, the pictures, the yeah. photography. Like that's just a hobby, really. Well, at the I end did. of the, I mean, it's it's morphed into into more for you, yeah. but that's what it just started at. Yeah. Like with me, and I'm learning how to like tattoo. It's not to say that I just want to open up a tattoo studio and be, you know, Black Ink Detroit. Like, I just wanted some shit to do, and I said I wanted to tattoo myself yeah. one day. So I decided to do it. But, yeah. you know, if it doesn't turn in, into anything substantial, like, I'm completely fine with that. Yeah, and that's, the, and that's the point that I'm getting to, is that, like, yo, it's fine. Like, truthfully speaking, if you're going to find yourself some work, yeah, do it, like, find yourself some work on some shit you really love doing. Cause then it don't feel like work to you, right? Yeah, right? for sure, for sure. But like, don't go into everything feeling as though I got to figure out a way to monetize this. I got to figure out a way to make money off of this. That's another thing I got. Another issue I got with new podcasters, man. New podcasters, the first things they thinking about: how can I monetize this? Get you some listeners first. Get you some people that fuck with you. Because if don't nobody care, you're not gonna make you're not gonna right. make a dime. What could you possibly? What do you have to offer? Right. Because like before you sell out, somebody got to buy in. Somebody got to buy in. What would someone give you money if I gave you money? What exactly would you bring back to me? What is it? You, you know? know. And so like, and that's and this this goes into that whole disappointment we saw we were talking about earlier. Like, yo, the podcast don't last longer than five episodes. Because now you're looking at how much work you're putting into it, yada, yada, yada. I ain't, I ain't made no money I ain't yet. made no money. I ain't sold no t-shirts. Niggas ain't buying merch. They ain't signed up for my, my Patreon. It's some bullshit. Speaking of what you can do, let me turn this Siempre bottle to the camera. <laughs> I reached out to them directly. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I just yeah. emailed them and had a, a, a wonderful conversation with them Yeah. Um, and built a, a, a relationship organically and presented some some possible value. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you monetize your part? Have something that somebody won't. Yeah. 
You know? Yeah. Fortunately, I've, we've been blessed in the last four years to have 113 different podcasts come and yeah. record out of here. And they all get on social media. On. We got the data. We got the data. <laughs> <laughs> and they all get on social media and they do they go to lives and they and they drink in here. Yeah. So it'd probably be good if they was holding this one up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or whatever. Uh spam I mean, spam, I did uh I did bring two things with me. Okay. I did I've run these two things and these are two things. We had a we had a brief conversation uh online um about this. Uh because these two things are two things that Biden uh, wants to ban. Okay. 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 So I actually did buy a, a bring in a ghost gun. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm doing that air quotations. A ghost gun, because uh, that's not a it's not a it's not a thing in real life. I bought two of them actually, but that's just one. Right. And I also got this 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 evil um, this brace. You okay. know what I'm saying? That apparently is this is evil. It's not a bump stock, right? No, which are those are not illegal any longer, by the way. Uh the bump stock shit uh uh is over with. But like this is the this is this is the this is the terrifying uh ghost gun that the, as they say. Okay. Um and a, a quote unquote ghost gun just don't got a serial number on it. Okay. Um and they trying to ban this because they don't have a serial number on it. Okay. Um one personally I didn't know that's how they were solving murders out here by looking at the serial numbers. Cause every time a nigga gets shot in the gas station, they don't be like Yo, find me the serial number. We gonna fu- like I, I don't know, man. They've been talking about like if you get caught with a gun and got the serial number filed down, they're locking your. But ass that's, up. that's that's a little that's a little different. Yeah, that's that's a di- that, that's something different. But since never in the hit, well, since the history of this country, you've always been able to to create and manufacture your own firearm, mm-hmm. and it's never been illegal. Um, so the reason that this can be sold is because this is not a complete firearm. Mm-hmm. This is a piece of plastic. And in order for this to turn into a firearm, I got to do some drilling, some milling, and put some parts and shit inside of it. Right. Um, but that's the type of shit that I enjoy doing. Right. Because I build. Right. right? Like I, I, I build everything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I could pay uh seven hundred dollars for Glock to do it, mm-hmm. or I can buy it for a lot cheaper and make it myself. Mm-hmm. Um. Like so, this pistol, like all the shit that they 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 this quote unquote. So this pistol brace, right? Um, the version that's not a pistol brace, I can still have it. I just got to get a government two hundred dollars for it. Yeah, that like, ATF tax. Yeah. So all the the scary shit that that, that people like, yo, we need to get rid of this. Nigga, all that shit legal. Yeah. Like if you wanted an automatic weapon, like a fully automatic weapon, no one really wants that. By the way. If you wanted a fully automatic, fully automatic weapon, you can pay for one. Yeah. Do you know how much an automatic, a fully automatic AR-15 would cost you? Thirty. Thirty k. Twenty twenty to thirty thousand dollars. Yeah. No one is doing a drive by with a thirty thousand dollar rifle, dog. It's one. You only gonna get one that was from like nineteen eighty something, right? When they they made the sear. Like yeah. it's it's not a thing. Yeah. Basically, I want to get like it's not a thing, and but again, that's what the narrative is, and I, and I'll be so frustrated with it because it's not real, right? And they know it's not real, so we're gonna throw out these things to make it look like we're doing whatever it is, but like it's not a real thing. Mm. Like this shit ain't hurting nobody. I you you uh you will believe in the Second Amendment, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. None of your none of your. None of my firearms have ever get gotten up and shot up a high school. No, they have never got up and shot up a Walmart. Um, 
they just don't like i just be so f- i just be so frustrated um with the power of suggestion and the power of media mm-hmm. um and when we look at certain entities um and whatever they say is true I, I don't know how much i can say but like a company that i'm very familiar with had a uh had a national thing that happened mm-hmm. in the news and i've been dealing with people calling about it mm-hmm. and it wasn't technically correct what they said on the news but the lady when i was explaining to her and she was like well that's not what that's not what the news said i mm. I believe Lester Holt. <laughs> like, right, right. I'm like, I, Lester's reading off the <laughs> fucking screen. Like, I get that you, I, I get that you believe what was told you on God, television. Why, does, why are people so stupid? I believe Lester, Lester's even, reading off the screen. But it's not even stupid, but you believe, this is a trusted source. Get, yeah. If your mama told you something when you was a kid, nigga, it's the truth because that's a trusted source. When your mom said, yo, we believe in God, Jesus, this, yep. we go this, fam, mama said it, it's real. So like when you got a when you a trusted source and you say whatever the fuck you say, we just gonna go with it. And I I be having to push back sometimes because I be watching television and different sources mm-hmm. and I'm like, fam, that's not true. Yeah. Like that is that is blatantly false. And that just is it's just not true. But yeah. once it's out there, it's like, yeah. So so here's the thing, right? So like politically, I tend to lean a, quite a, quite a bit left, mm-hmm. right? But where I would separate myself from a lot of my lefties would be like, yo, I believe in that young Second Amendment for sure. And one of the things that like a lot of my folks would tell me was like, yo, man, you know, their Second Amendment wasn't meant for us. And I'm like, yo, none of these fucking <laughs> rights was meant no, for us at right? all. For t- free speech, nigga, you weren't allowed to talk in the room where white man was in there talking. Like you weren't even allowed to fucking learn how to read. You know what I'm saying? So like a lot of these like these rights that we 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 enjoy now, we weren't they weren't that designed with us in mind. They were never designed for us in mind. Right. <laughs> women couldn't vote. Women couldn't women didn't have a voice the whole, like the whole shit. You know what's interesting about this whole this the Second Amendment debate debate is so when this country was coming together, it had just left a country who was tyrannical. Mm-hmm. And it was like, yo, we ain't never letting that shit happen again. Like the people will always have a right to fight back from a tyrannical government. Mm-hmm. And we put in the second amendment in place for that. Somehow it's turned into hunting and I'm a hunter and this and this, Fam, this ain't got shit to do with hunting. Well, they were talking about like tyranny against the government, like tyranny from the government, right? 100%. So that the government couldn't like just come over and like run rush out over the people. Um, Here's the thing, though, as much of a Second Amendment proponent as I am, I'm not necessarily against some forms of gun control. Right. I do think that like, yo, at a certain point, I think what what happens is this. Folks have their their lines. Right. And their lines are drawn in different points in the sand. So. Your line right now is like, yo, this shit right here, y'all shouldn't be fucking with this. Right. Another person's line is like, yo, you mean to tell me I can't get the fucking rocket launcher? You can no, I'm saying though, like, <laughs> like in real life, you can literally right. get a rocket line. And then you got another guy's like, so why in the fuck can't I get the goddamn Black Hawk helicopter? You know what I'm saying? Like, why can't I outfit my my damn uh, my car with fucking uh, I don't know what's the little like the Batmobile shit yeah, that come yeah, out of the yeah. wheels, little Gatling gun, something. <laughs> why can't I outfit my shit like that? And so the thing is, like, at a, at any point when they start, um, at any point when they start instituting or like proposing some level of limitation of the right. 
you got folks who's just like, yo, man, I don't know, man. This is a slippery slope, man, because if, if they're able to keep us from getting this, then we ain't going to be able to do this. 100%. And there's some truth to that. I don't always just buy into all of that, though. Like, for an, for an example, because uh, it's, it's happened in different states, right? Mm. Um, and the reason that it hasn't gone federal, because they kind of scared for it to go into, the, which is going to now, uh, as of like two weeks ago, there's a case that the Supreme Court is going to pick up that's going to end all this shit. So either yay or nay. Um, but the reason a lot of people haven't pushed it going federal because once the federal judge uh, makes a um, a decision on it, then that's for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like in California, I would never live in California. Yeah. That's not a free, like the firearms that you can have in California and Michigan are two totally different yeah. things. Like the, the, there are so many different things that you got to do to this rifle to make it California legal. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's retarded where you can drive 10 minutes into a different state and you perfectly legal. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I, I, I just don't know. So like the, the, the issue with most of these people is for, with the AR 15, mm-hmm. which is the most common uh, rifle in the country. Um, and like when it goes up to the Supreme court, because it's so uh, commonplace and that's the number one rifle that most people got, I forget the term of it, but it's not going nowhere. You not you can't take the one that everybody has. Well, the reason why the AR-15 gets so much attention is because it's like one of the favorite guns of the dudes who do do some who go out there and do stupid shit. Them niggas right? shoot with handguns. They if shoot we, with handguns if too. We go, if we gonna be if we they keep it a hundred, if we keep a hundred. If y'all trying to ban all the murders and killing, niggas getting killed with handguns. Yeah, ninety percent of the time. But the handguns don't look as scary as the AR-15. So if you put the AR-15 on television and you say, well, this gun is, is capable of shooting 60 rounds in a, in a minute, you know, and, and p- people who aren't necessarily, God damn, people who aren't necessarily educated on firearms, they like, that sounds like a hell of a lot. Like, no, nah, it's just re- pretty much. Everybody I know that's been shot in life, been shot with a handgun. Exactly. Everybody I know that's been shot. But, but the, 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 the thing is, because all they use the term semi-auto because it yeah. sounds scary. Nigga, that means as fast yeah. as you can pull your finger is the fastest that gun gonna shoot. So if you can pull your finger real fast on a handgun or a rifle, that shit shooting the exact same dog. Right. Um, but we know that because we we all got guns. We we deal with guns. We're a little bit more educated. Right. I think that that needs to be like. I think that's a big issue because I think I think the government, the police, the whole nine yards should be the ones holding CPL classes, the ones who giving um, shooting classes, the the gun information, the whole nine. Line. I yeah. think the government should be doing that f- from a young age up mm-hmm. because you take this fear away. And a lot, unfortunately, like a lot of these children that keep losing their life in the city because they were left inside of a home mm-hmm. where they had a firearm because the, the firearm is so taboo and it's so hidden that it draws, a, is there's an attraction to it. Yeah. And if you understood the dangers of it, like you ever took a woman to a, 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 a um, to <laughs> she, the gun she, range? she terrified my, the sounds. Like uh, it's a different and a sobering experience for a lot of people. And like once you understand what that is, you don't like to play with that shit. You know, I I, I you you make a good point. Like when you take the fantasy from it, I remember I learned how to shoot. Like I was young, I was probably like seven or eight the first time I shot a gun. Same. And my dad, he he didn't. I knew where the gun was in the house, and it wasn't like a thing. Like oh, this is. 
I knew not to touch it and fuck with it, but his thing was like, if you want to see it, just come, just come tell me that you want to touch the gun or you want to, or you, you know, you want to look at it. Like it wasn't like, you know, uh, such a, such a taboo thing. Like if I wanted to, to hold the pistol, yeah. I'd be like, can I see it? He take the bullets out of it. Sure. Hold it. Like it's, it's nothing to be afraid of. And because I didn't have that fear or didn't even have that curiosity for what it does, I knew yeah. what it did. You know, mm-hmm. we, we went shooting, we went to the range. I took it outside and I shot a pistol. I shot the handgun. I knew what it was capable of. So no, I didn't, I didn't need to go fuck with it. It wasn't. No it, one it, showed me something on the street and I was like, Oh man, let me see. Oh, I know what yeah. that is. Yeah. Got one of those at the crib. I've shot one. Yeah, so uh, the the fantasy behind it wasn't wasn't there. He had, he had took the fantasy away and educated me on it. Right. So so like you said, like when when I knew friends, you know, when we got older and into the streets, and now my friends fourteen, fifteen, somebody got a little sig or something like it's not like a big deal. I know I know what the gun does. And right. you handle the gun differently. It's like yo, point that point barrel, that bitch down. That barrel should be always pointed away from people point right. it down or yep. whatever or if you're in a range down range or what like there are certain things that you learn but if you never learn that type of shit it's just this whole taboo thing and then just the information about like how guns work like california you can have a gun with more than 10 rounds yeah yeah like, and they be like well, why would you ever need more than 10 rounds well shit last year in in lansing when that police officer got out and she shot that nigga 10 times she shot him like 14 times. And he didn't go down. And he was still coming. He 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 grabbed the gun and made that bitch jam. And she was like, uh, uh. Like, fam, it's not like the movies. Yeah. When that it, like you don't shoot somebody one time and they just drop and it's all over all the time. No. Nah. And, and everybody not accurate. <laughs> nah, you're right. Middle of the night. Listen, man. Middle of the night, I'm and and I hear somebody in my house, I'm dumping. Oh man. I'm I dumping. I don't I don't just recommend just dumping no matter. <laughs> man, I'm not shooting like Stevie Wonder when like I'm but I'm, I'm gonna let it is, go. Like for you to assume that literally in the worst moment of your life, no matter how much you train in the in the in the on the range, you will never be that when the action yeah. comes. Unless you like on some Navy SEAL type shit yeah. where you, you train under stress. And you you going your worst day in the in on the range is not gonna be how you out there and yeah. like and, and you gotta look at it like like you said that scenario. Somebody's in your house, you you are literally tasked with seconds to react. Yeah. Like li- I have to go to my nightstand, grab it, and be ready for whatever's gonna come into this room. And when you when you dealing with just seconds to save your life or probably save your family's life you just got to do what's got to be all the planning all the strategies what you think you would do in in this situation all that shit goes out the fucking window like if you know that nigga's downstairs and your wife is downstairs you're not thinking about all these moves and all this shit you didn't practice on the range you're gonna say your lady you're gonna say your kids and you're gonna do whatever you got to do in in the moment to do that and that's just a split second decision and then there's the other part about this right so when you are licensed to carry and you out and about with amongst folks man you move a little bit differently 100 you notice a lot more shit because you got to be aware of a lot more shit and you're looking at hands you're looking at weights you're looking at everything every time somebody come in the room i try to see if they hold the firearms yeah or not only that just like you know this nigga is being a little bit too uh a little bit too animated man let me get the fuck out of here. i might need to move the fuck around from here because like it's weird because you you 
you really ain't got to go nowhere. If right? I pull my pistol you, at the coney, it's pre, if I pull my it's, pistol it's, at the coney and shoot you, it's premeditated. Right. But like you don't have like the, the point that I'm making is when you when you have that on you and you got a certain temperament, you just like, you know what, man, I'm trying to avoid these situations. Right. Because I know this could go. This could be like a very permanent fucking thing. My life could be changed forever. This motherfucker's life could be gone. Man, let me ask you, because you you have CPL, right? Yeah. Um, what kind of process did they go through when you got yours? So uh, one of my Masonic brothers gave a class. Mm-hmm. He's a NRA certified instructor. Um, so I went, I passed his class. We went to, you know, did we did the gun range thing. Um, got the certificate. And I submitted my certificate and everything to the uh, Wayne County, you know, Wayne County joint. Mm hmm. And, you know, at this time, it was like six months. Mm-hmm. Wow. It was like six months you got to wait. Now, I didn't necessarily wait six months, but, you know, six months you got to wait. So after six months go past, I get a letter in the mail. They want me to come before the gun board. Mm. I had been arrested before. So in Wayne County, I believe that if you had been arrested for anything, they were saying, no, you got to come before the gun board. Explain to us why. You had you were arrested. What happened with that case? Just so happens I had some bullshit like soliciting without a permit. I was on a fucking job interview. Turns out it was some door to door sales bullshit. The guy didn't have his permits. I was just on a walk along, yeah. <laughs> and they gave us both tickets. Fucking company did. They told me they would pay the ticket. They didn't. A year later, I'm getting pulled over by the state police. They like, yo, you got a warrant for your arrest in the city of Warren. I'm like, what? So that's what it was. So I had to go before the Wayne County Gun Board, explain Man, to that them. that sounds like a whole bunch of bullshit. It was a bunch of bullshit. But I had to go before the Wayne County Gun Board and explain to them, okay, so this is what it was. He like, so you wasn't, I'm going to, because it says soliciting. So first thing. Selling first, drugs. No. Or, or prostitution. They thought I was buying pussy. I was like, no, man. Like, this is what happened. Like, I always endured it. Like, all right, man. You, you, you. Like, oh, there's a license to buy pussy? If I'm soliciting around license, I'm doing this shit wrong. Yeah, but he was like, oh, yours would be in the mail in like a couple weeks or whatever. But that was like the first time I uh, I got it. And then I when I had to renew, I got I had to well, go to the gun board again. Did you have to go to the police? You went to the police station, I'm assuming. And um, they got your fingerprints and shit. Yeah. Yeah, they had to get all that. Um, when you purchased your firearm, did you have to take your? Well, basically, what I'm getting at is a ten day purchase is, permit when I went to go buy the firearm. So, like, you got to go through the class. They do a background check on you. You gotta, you gotta. One, it's not go as through easy the class. to buy a gun as people just just think it is. So you got to go through the class. Um, pass the class. You, you turn your stuff in. You pay the money. They do your background check. Uh, you get passed, then you go to the police station, they take your photos, <laughs> uh, and they take your fingerprints, um, and then you, you know, get your license and everything. So when when you think about people and they saying we need stricter gun laws and universal background checks, do you I don't know what that means. What do you think of you what does a universal background check mean? A universal I think they just want like a national like standard. Like a national standard for you. Like I know with with us here in Michigan, yeah, you going like you you go through the NIC system, so they do in the federal background check. You don't even. Last time I went to go buy a gun, I didn't. They didn't even look at my CPL. They told me to put that shit away because they was doing 
the federal background check. Yeah, I remember well, back in the day that you, if you had a CPL. If you had a CPL, just show your CPL because it was like proof that like I had already been through yeah. a federal background check. Yeah, they don't do that shit. But, but now, every time you go to buy, at least the last time, last three times I went to go buy a gun. They call it FBI. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, yo. And it was a couple of times. It was they like, put, yo, man, come back in a few days. They put me on hold every time now. Well, the last one I got, they didn't put me on hold. They're like, nah, you clear on this one. But the like the two before that one, yeah. it was like, yeah, man, you got to wait. I'm like, all right, then. So what I found out with this universal background shit, they want a background check to be done on everything. So if you gave or sold a, a firearm to your nephew, mm-hmm. you got to call it. You got to do a background check on that private sale. So because I, I had to figure out, like, what the fuck do y'all mean? stricter background checks they won't they won't background checks on private sales yeah which is something that's impossible for you to 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 enforce because if i gave dame a gun dame a gun like who there's how do you know right well the thing is so say you give dame a gun and unfortunately dame does something crazy with it Mm -hmm. and like the last registered owner of that firearm is you yep no so now they're going to be like okay so he got this firearm through you. They'll hold you partially responsible for whatever the fuck it is that he did. Yeah, that's it. So, but, and if he's already got like, say for instance, if he's got like a, a a record of something like that, that would have prevented him from getting a firearm through, say for instance, if he would. Now you're an accomplice. Right. Yeah, that sounds good, right? But so, in real life, that's not how it works. Like in the court of law, so say you murdered somebody with my gun. And they fight I, I still committed to murder. Fact. And they gonna be like, well, Jay, this is registered you. Like, well, I didn't do that shit. And they're like, well, I mean, I need a motive. I need, I, like, you, did, I didn't I do it. I couldn't no. have committed to murder without your gun. Right. Like, and what they're saying is, okay, so we need this universal background check so we can kind of keep track of all of these transactions. Wherever these guns move, we need to be able to try so to that's figure impossible. out. So they want a gun registry, which is what Probably. they're saying that they don't want. Because that in itself that's the giant slippery slope. So low key, they already like kind of do have gun registries to a certain degree. So when you buy a pistol, you got to register that pistol with the city. Yeah, you don't have to register your long guns, but you got to register that pistol with the city. The city got to have, you know, some, some of y'all out here walking you're suppo- around. With, you're supposed to. Supposed yeah. to. You're supposed to. You're supposed to not. It's like a, it's a, it's one of those, one of those things you can go to court over. It's one of those ordinances or whatever, but ain't shit in the, 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 the It'd be hard pressed to find an actual law that's not like a Michigan code or Michigan ordinance that says I gotta register my my firearm with the with the police. You you no. now Michigan code and ordinances like yo your pistols you do your long guns you don't and that's that's the that's the rub like that's almost like how like uh you know there's that that there used to be that thing with uh whether you took your gun into like, so say if you tried to take your gun into a place like starters, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the thing was, is like, so they, the way that the statute was written was like, you'd have to determine whether or not this, <laughs> this, this establishment made more money selling liquor than yeah. they did selling food. Does, does 60% of the income come <laughs> right. from liquor or right. food? Now, I, don't as, give a, I don't know. Now dude. as a customer, you have no real fucking way of knowing that. So what they would, what they were really erring or hoping that you would do would err on the side of caution. Don't bring your gun into those types of establishments. But we know nine times. His guns getting into starters it's, all it's, the it's time. His guns <laughs> getting into starters. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I've been to starters. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I, niggas got shot inside a bar, like shooting inside a bar seven. It shoot. It was a shooting inside of the strip club yeah. this week. My nigga, 
if you ever seen me in life talking to my podcasters, if you ever seen me in the last 10 years, I had a gun on me and I've still ain't shot no club up. I still ain't went to no, like no matter where I was you at. Didn't, you didn't shot a club up, <laughs> but don't, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's some funny shit. <laughs> uh, like I, I just, I, I really just be looking for um, like fair and balanced uh, reporting of different things, which is why I, I do enjoy uh, the spam report and podcasts in general because for the most part, unless people are like parroting and only doing whatever is going on in local, I mean, in, in, in pop culture, like, yo, we're not owned by scripts. Yeah. We're not owned by Fox or whatever. And to a certain extent, I hate even top touching on topics that everybody been touching on all week. Yeah. Because now I feel like I'm controlled with everybody else. Yeah. But, but people want to hear people, our opinions on things. Yeah. And it's a double edged sword. People want to hear like, what did you think about this? Well, but now I feel like, well, now nah, I'm I feel like I'm just one of the stops on a breakfast club. But here's the other part. And this, this is pretty much how I kind of like roll with that. There are certain things that happen over the course of the week or whatever that might be having that might have everybody talking. And I don't know what the fuck is going on with it. Yeah. So if I don't know what's going on with it, I'm not talking about it. If it didn't move me during the week where I was sitting up really thinking about that shit, it's not making the show. I'm like, man, do I really? And you and you got the carte blanche to 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 do that because right. it's it's your show, right? And that's the beauty of podcasting. It don't have yeah. to be everybody else's shit. It's whatever the fuck you want to make your podcast into. So, you know, one of my. Uh, some night we hear, I hear all the time or sometimes, and one of my homegirls kind of advised. She was so plump. People be like, yo, y'all need a, y'all need a female's opinion on this show. No, we don't. No, <laughs> like, we don't. Like, yo, this, this show, not this show about our opinions. <laughs> <Right. laughs> like, no, no, I don't. I don't need a third voice. But that's also saying, that, that, that radio formula that they're going for. Too. Yeah. It's the radio formula. I told one of my homegirls about this. You like, no, the fuck y'all don't. Like, I don't, I tune in to hear y'all. Like I don't want to hear the like I'm a female I don't want to hear my our opinion. Look, but <laughs> I was like, hey, that's a I'm like touche. Yeah. Like yo, it's nice to have a, a young lady in here from time to time. But like week in and week out, I don't want to say nothing. I don't want to come off the cuff too 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 hard. But it, it, I don't want to hear your motherfucking female <laughs> opinion every week. I don't. That's I don't. Funny. It's not about you. It's not about you. Like it, it really not. Like I want to hear about your lady problems every week. I don't care. And by this, I mean this shit is based on the barbershop. It ain't a bunch of y'all in the barbershop. Yeah, it's a, it's us. It's shop talk. You ain't in the shop. I'm glad I ain't in the shop though, because I, <laughs> I, I I lose my fucking mind in the barbershop, man. I swear to God, I would. I, I like to pop in mind. every now and again. I'm I, I look at y'all, it, you know, no homo. I, I look at the top of y'all heads, and I'm a little man. Little, you, little jealous. I, I was gonna say something because, like, dog, you like you got your ass whooped. That razor gave you some problems today, didn't it? It, it gives me problems every time I use it. I'm not good at shaving my head. I mean, get you like a Norelco or some shit, man. Like, fam, how you oh. gonna do? You don't got a steady hand. How you gonna do tattoos? <laughs> 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 let's 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 not slander. I'm just saying, my nigga. Like you got you. you I'm, I'm heavy handed, and like I just I look, man. I didn't try YouTube video. I've done every. <laughs> I've done everything to try and get better at this shaving shit. So this is like a for me. What it looks like right now is like 
top ten. That's like this is a good job. Shout out to Bevel. I want that Bevel. I didn't. I, I, I didn't send messages to Bevel for like a last, as long as I didn't have my my hair. So I, this Bevel I'm safety razor is killing me. I don't have oh, problems. Oh yeah, I don't I'm, have problems. I've only used that. When I first got it, yeah, I was nicking myself the fuck up with that bitch. I've only used that, <laughs> especially dog. in the back, man. I was killing myself. Yeah, I've <laughs> never. I don't got no. I, I, I've never used anything okay, else. Okay, well, it I'm has gonna claim been, it. I want to. I want the bevel sponsorship because yeah, I use I the fuck product. With bevel. I, I still, fuck with. I still got the, bevel. That's shit. what I use. I got you know. I got the trimmer for my face, which I don't have no issues with my beard. It's just with with shaving oh, it shout bald. Out my, shout out to my barber Tony Rome, man. I tried to go to the barber shop the other day. Someone in my beard. I want to. I want to turn. That's my how you cut it off. I saw uh, you cut it off. I reached ninety days, and I was like, "Oh, it's time to go." Yeah. Um, so I wanted to cut. I want to go to barbershop, but I couldn't get into the barbershop. I'm like, "Man, I'm like, I'm, on, I'm just gonna do it myself." Because like, I ain't never went from like full beard to goatee. Like, I usually go into the barbershop to get that right. done because you don't want to fuck. Yeah, I, I feel you. So I, yeah, I was yeah. like, "Well, fuck it," and I just, I just set my phone up and I and I recorded myself and I did it and uh. I put that shit on the internet, man. That shit, you did a good job. Thanks. I appreciate it. But I didn't think nobody was going like, one, as soon as I posted that shit, they, they said it was blocked because I used Starry Not Starry. So I didn't think nobody was going to watch it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I was like, yo, this shit like three minutes long. I'm like, yo, this is a long video. Like, I don't know if I should put this shit up. I made two versions, really. I made a version that was faster and it just had Nas verse. But I'm like, this J verse is cold too. So... I was like, I ain't gonna put this shit up, but I put it up, and everybody was like, "Yo, this shit was oddly entertaining." Yeah, like watching go through that whole process. So maybe I gotta do an actual shave video for myself. I, I don't to give you. <laughs> or maybe I, should, maybe I should put my process up there and let people let yes. people laugh with me. Yeah, because like maybe I gotta do a head shave video. Because Dave, you need some help, my brother. I do, I do. It's just not. It's not where I. It's not where I'm strong at. Man, that's fucking crazy. Man, I remember back in like back in the day. YouTube used to do the thing where, like you could do like reply videos. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like that would have been dope. Like you did that, put like that video out there and then you did like barbers that have been hitting your ass up. Like, yo man, so check this out. This is a response to Dame. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I, the I, response we, videos was, that was a lit time. Dog. That was a very good time. A but, lot of people got but Spain, I would not those. be opposed to that. Like if you can help me, help, help me. Hey man, we gonna see what we could do. We gonna yeah. see what we could do, man. Like I, I want them to bring that back. Response yeah. videos was the shit. Now you gotta make your a fake response video. Like yeah. you gotta just title it response to, but it's not the same. Yeah, and, it, and not only that, man, people the clickbaity titles yeah, and shit like yeah. that's that that was that's what made the fucking internet the worst, bro. Like, don't nobody read shit. Like the headline and TLDR. Listen, matter of fact, real quick, real quick. Roland Martin had put out uh, uh he had put out an article on um Facebook, right? And it, the article was about Damon John. Mm-hmm. Damon John had like apologized for his praise of Louis Farrakhan, right? right? I don't know why. Hey man, you gotta keep, you gotta keep on, that Shark Tank money coming in. And that, you know what? It's funny because I mentioned this with uh, my homie Cook, Cook, uh, who hosts uh, Highly Inappropriate, which is now on the Spare Report Podcast Network now, too, out of Baltimore. Real dope sister. And she was talking about the whole, like, he got to protect that, that Shark Tank money. But, like, the trip that part about it was. Like before, like people saw that headline that he apologized for praising Louis Farrakhan. And then the comment section was filled with niggas. Why he apologizing for this, right? It's like, yo, y'all know the answer is in the article. Just click that bitch, baby. 
<laughs> well, I think they kind of generally knew the answer no, and was like, right, but no, why are you doing that? But if the comment section is filled with questions of yeah, why, I get it 100%. It's like, yo, your answer is right there, man. It's right at the tip of your fucking fingertips, man. Just go ahead, read past that headline, and you might learn something a little bit more than getting upset. And that's what those those clickbaity ass titles, articles, and shit now, like that. I'm because I'm, now the article is the title. Yeah, people are responding from the title, never oh, I, reading the article or the story at all. Well, insert website here said that the reason is such and such is because it is. Like you read the article? No, but that's what the I'm title paraphrasing. Says. Yeah. Like man, you need to read this shit. Yeah, man. You got to read them, man. It's three read paragraphs. It's twelve sentences. Nigga, you think I'm about to read all that shit? No. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hope you do. <laughs> They it's not, man. They man. not. This nigga wrote a book, nigga. I ain't reading that shit. Span, you know, just on a lighter note, because I, I saw you came in here in your Chicago Bulls paraphernalia. Hey, you know. What, what, what you think about your boys doing, what, what they doing this season? How how you think they're looking for the future? Um, For the future, they probably, like, they setting up for the future. Right now, they ain't doing the damn thing. So, I'm a, I'm, I'm a true blue Chicago Bulls fan, like, through and through. All my life, Chi-Town shot town bulls man even when i was living here had to deal with the fucking pistons it was i was a bulls fan and um everybody got their flaws man hey you know you you, you rock not, an iphone man i mean <laughs> i know that's why everybody <laughs> <laughs> no but uh no real talk man like shit chicago we're not doing shit right now we set, we setting up pretty much for the future much the same way that the pistons is as a matter of fact i'm going to the game sunday okay that's what's up yeah, my Pistons, they building, they they're building for the future. I yeah. think another year or two, if we get some good draft picks, especially this year. Wait, what what see we in where, where we at right now? Uh, we're not gonna make the playoffs. But you know they got their play in. Yeah, we're not no. gonna we're not we're gonna not even we ain't even ten. No. no, no, we're not gonna make the Cause playoffs. Because it's only four teams on both sides. It's only eight teams that don't have a shot to be in the playoffs at all. Yeah, and we're one of them. We're one of them. We we fighting for a lottery pick. It's, it's, it's looking dire, man. Yeah, we're not gonna make the play in. There's been a lot of injuries this year for the Pistons. Are you a Bears fan also? No, I'm a Lions fan. Okay. So here's I got these weird split loyalties and shit. So I'm a Bulls White Sox fan. Lions Red Wings. Okay, I can I can deal with the so you can understand my pain as being a Lions fan. Oh my but, god! But they drafted well this year. They did. That offensive line is going to be they hopefully did. top tier, which is what they should have been doing. I, I couple, one of my guys is like real pissed that they didn't take a wide receiver. He's like, man, who who who's he gonna throw to? We let Galladay go. We let such and such go. Who he gonna throw to? I said, fam, no, we, we did that. We tried that experiment right. already. We had Stafford and we had Megatron. We ain't have no running game to speak of since Barry Sanders left. None. How long ago was that? I think Barry Sanders retired it's in 97. It's 20 years ago. It's, Over it's 20 years. It's been a while. Years. We haven't had, I think we had 1,000 yard rusher. Was that Reggie Bush? Did he get 1,000 yards rushing? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. He you was know? injured most of the time. Yeah. And even even then, he wasn't like a. But it wasn't. It wasn't. Like every down back. He absolutely. Was like, you know, he was like, man, you know, a little special occasion, third, third and five. You know, they might you know, throw a swing pass out to him in the flat, something like that. But, nah, man, we need to get that offensive line set up. So we can move the ball outside of, hey, man, we know these niggas about to throw this damn ball. So and I'd be outside, outside of, uh, of, of the Lions and Detroit and shit. I stopped watching football about four years ago now since the, when that college shit popped off. Yeah. I stopped watching this shit. I mean, I still love my Lions. I just want, like, I, I always say it, like, before I die, I would just like to, they don't have to win a Super Bowl. I would just nah, like to see them be competitive. Man, they go to the Super Bowl. I'm crying at them going to the bowl, bro. I ain't gonna even lie to you. Like, yo, man, I never thought I'd see this day. Span, I would give a, I would give up literally <laughs> everything that I have to be there to watch my team play. Man, in the Super listen, that that'd be everything, man. That would be everything. I like, cash my four hundred one k in. There you go. 
I don't know if I'm doing that. Nah, I mean, something <laughs> depending on what the ticket's looking like. What's yeah. the ticket's looking like? Yeah, man. Shit, I think the last time the Lions was worth a damn, I was 11 years old, bro. I'll be so, 41. No, man, we ain't been to the playoffs twice. No, 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 no. Worth something. No. Worth, it was worth as something. In, as in when they won playoff games. So when they, they when they beat the Dallas Cowboys and then they got their ass whooped by the Washington Redskins at the NFC Championship game. And then Washington. That's the year Washington went on a win. Went on, and they beat the shit out of uh, the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. So at least they lost to the eventual Super Bowl champs. But I remember that time. I was 11. That was fucking 30 years ago. Was that ago. the year that Mike Utley got hurt? Yeah. It's a long time ago, yeah. man. Yeah, man. We getting old, bro. Yeah. <laughs> we getting, getting old. better. Getting seasoned. Yeah, getting that's seasoned. That's all. Like fine wines. Yeah, shit. man. I'm getting seasoned. Um, uh, music pick, man. Um, uh, I got it. You yeah, so I sent you my music pick of the week. Uh, so Ja'Cory Davis dropped his new new album, Phil Jackson. And I I like Ja'Cory. I like what he did on his first album, My First Job. He's back with another one, Phil Jackson. It's got it's featuring a lot of up and coming Detroit artists, Dave Hill, uh, Say It Ain't Porsche, uh, what's my man, Marky. Uh I don't wanna fuck his name up, but he dropped a Rosedale album. Just a lot of good spitters on here. But this is probably one of my favorite songs on the album right now. It just dropped today. So I'm just just giving it that good first listen. But sliding down the lives featuring culture and Dave Hill is my music pick of the week. I'm sliding down the lives. The grilled chicken Peter with me in the ride. Hey, we looking good, baby. This ain't no facade. I swear it's up, you know it's stuck. I swear to God, I've been riding. I'm sliding down the lives. I hope you ready, bitch. I'm pulling down the block. Hey, we looking good, baby. This ain't no facade. I swear it's up. You know what's stuck. I swear to God. Look, I went from rags to riches to baddest bitches. They working on Rodeo Drive in the fashion district. You ain't really got to flex, girl. Your ass is gifted. I mean, them titties look good. And that ass is lifted. And she came back to the crib with cash. That's terrific. 11 minutes and came right back. That's specific. I sent the bag from the coast, baby. That's specific. And all my shit in high demand. I'm a gas to ticket. Hey. Just out in the ride, sit out the garage I'm pulling up, pulling out the driveway I'm burning woods while I'm listening to side day My nigga effing curry shooting from the side Ay, Y'all make real moves, G's moving quiet Y'all been living on the grand, but I don't do it for the live Ay, I know you want me to yourself and we could try But I'm looking at your homegirl too, I'm trying to slide Ay, Yeah I'm yeah, that shit hot. Fucking with it. That shit hot. With it, man. We're gonna have to get Jacory in here. Though I reached out to him, and he told me, you know, he was. I guess when I initially reached out to him, he was working on this album. So he said, you know, once he gets some time, he definitely gonna come through. So I told him, I said, man, I know you done been here a couple times. We'd love to get you in the studio, just chop it up with you about the music. We big fans. So I mean, I'm I'm gonna throw it out there in the atmosphere. I know we'll get him in soon. Yeah, for sure. Um, and bring okay. the whole crew, Dave, everybody. Um, so yeah, uh, we'll get, we'll get him in here. Uh, I don't got a whose man is this this week. Really? No, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't prepare one and I don't want to make one up. Uh, should be Charlie. (laughs) 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 Uh, controversial episode, man. Yo, shout out to Charlie. Yo, what's so funny is shit. Me and him went back and forth having a, a friendly discussion. 
uh, via uh, text for about an hour on Saturday <laughs> after the fight. But we've been kind of we've been talking all week, you know. What I'm saying? We we argued the whole episode, but then like as soon as the mics go off, it's, we was it's just back, talking it's back to love. And he started agreeing with me off the mic, but that's a whole <laughs> nother story. <laughs> it's a whole nother story. Uh, watch out for uh, Charlie podcast, though. You know, it's gonna be explosive. Very, very, very. Um. Span. Um, do we usually play the music during this time? Frame? Yes, yes, we do. It's time for the benediction. We play the music uh, and we let the guests go first. Jason, it really <laughs> two hundred fifty six episodes, man. <laughs> two hundred fifty six episodes. Span as customary. You are a guest. It's two sixty one. Two hundred sixty one. <laughs> One sixty one, according to you. <laughs> but span is customary. You're a guest. Go first. Let people know where they can find you, where they can listen to the spam report. Tell them all about you, man. Well, first things first, man. I appreciate you guys for having me on, man. Um, I appreciate you guys and the space that you created for Detroit podcasting, man. And uh, I appreciate how vulnerable and how real you guys get on the mic because that's that's not that's not normal out here in these podcasters. A lot of folks out here performing. You can tell it comes through. Y'all being real on these mics, and so I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, but y'all can y'all can find my show on everything but SoundCloud, man. I'm on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, everywhere except like I said, uh, except SoundCloud. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. My name on both of those platforms is Mr. Underscore Span. And uh, you can hit up the website at www.thespanreport.com and watch replays of the show, voting polls, and all that other good stuff, man. We're we trying to do a big over there. And uh, hopefully I'll have you guys on the Span Report again soon, man. Hey, or man, beer we, and chicken. We, we, we're ready. Sports shit, you we're know? ready. We're ready. Uh, it's your man, Dame, three underscores, three one three. You know, real name, no gimmicks. Uh, that's the same thing on Twitter and Instagram. At me, talk to me. I talk back. Ain't nothing changed but the name. You know, we just rebranding and doing some different things. And I'm trying to make some some positive changes moving forward. When you see the blue and the black, you know where you at. It's Shop Talk Podcast Studios. Book some time. Um, shout out to Span Man for uh, for dropping in, man. We really appreciate you. Um. I don't know if I told you this on one of the episodes that we were we did on your show, but the um, the realization or naturalization of when you see the blue and the black, you know where you at, actually yeah. came from you. Because um, somebody tagged me in a tweet um, from you, and you was like, "Yo, where is this? Where is this podcast studio at? Yeah, where people yeah. be having this blue and the black with the blue and the black background?" Yeah, and like that was literally my whole purpose. For making this blue and black for somebody to be able to be like, yo, I keep seeing this. Yeah. And it come up. And so you was the person that like made that that gave me like, yes, I was onto the I, I did something right. Yeah. So the thing. So I appreciate you uh for that. Um 261 weeks, man, in a row. Congratulations, uh, fellas. Thank you, thank man. You, man. This man is, God is good, man. This is Urban Podcast Month. Uh shout out to my brothers from AJ and SJ from the Connected Experience back in 2018 we got together and decided that May was Urban Podcast Month that's not a Detroit thing that's a national thing we can't let nobody else dictate um, our culture forward for us and because that's for us 
and it's by us. Um, and the twins are the, the innovators of being the first at something. They, they, they're the first <laughs> at something, for sure. The niggas going to find a way to be the first at something. I and love I, my brother, And I man. appreciate that, too. Yeah. Because, like, nigga, we going to make history all the time. Yeah. For sure. They're like, nigga, we the first twins to ever have our shit roll to the back and do a podcast <laughs> like that two times in a row. But guess what? It's 100% They're my brothers. Fact. I love the biggest, man. Um, listen, man, when you see the blue and the black, you know where you at. Shop Talk Podcast Studio. Oh, yo, one, one time. Hold on. One thing before we get up out of here. Shout out to the guy, Rob Silver. Today's Rob's birthday as well. And oh, Rob is up. a And Rob is a staunch supporter of the show. I never want to, like, not. I not... missed that. That's what's up. Shout out to Rob, man. Rob Silver been. Man, I just. So, listen. I don't be checking my DMs and shit. You know what I'm saying? And, like, sometimes I, don't, I forgot that they was there. I wouldn't check the damn, uh. The Shop Talk DM. Rob Silver sent us a, 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 a DM in 2018. Like, my man Rob been down for he, a long time. Yeah, so shout out, shout out to the homie Rob. 53 years on his earth, man. Man, shout out to Rob, man. Happy and, birthday. And, matter of fact, check out his podcast, uh, World Championship Boxing, on all the podcast podcasts. we got to have Rob on here to talk boxing yeah, one day. for sure. 100%. We'll, we'll do that, matter of fact. We'll definitely do that. Um, four years in running, man. Um most business they say most businesses crash after three years or whatever the whatever the metric is man but we four years in we still we still running we ain't going nowhere and man couldn't have picked somebody better to do this journey with though likewise my brother likewise when you see the blue and the black you know where you at shop talk podcast studio i'm not saying we the rockefeller podcast but we are jane dang hell yeah drink some cm pray peace we don't never get this late in the song. No, we did. <laughs> oh, man. That was a good show, fellas. Hey, man, we appreciate it. Man, we appreciate it.